Welcome to another edition of Banter and Babble. I'm the Dude 79, and joining me always, my esteemed colleague and failure at Instagram and Facebook, Mr. Fanboy Tone. Mr. Fanboy Tone, you look a little flush. You look frustrated. Very agitated right now. Are you agitated? Very agitated. What are you so agitated about? Instagram is a shitty fucking app that, once again, Zuck can't get working right properly. It's so weird because when I did it from my phone, it worked. So we're going to go with user error. We're going to go with user error. I'll smack you with this bottle. I wish wish we would have been live for it. He was trying to post a story on Instagram, and he fucking lost his shit. He was was in the red because Mm -hmm. it wouldn't fucking post right. And I was like, here, try it with my phone. And your phone worked fine. Just done immediately. It was absolutely worth the price of admission to watch him lose his fucking cool. You're so old. You're like my, my dad with a computer or my grandma with a computer. Just no idea what you're doing. Nothing fucking works. It's like the most simplistic of tasks. And you can't fucking do it, I've probably bro. been using a computer longer than you. Probably that, have. To be honest with you. I was more of a TI-80 guy. I didn't really fuck around with computers. I just played those uh, choose your pick your own adventure games. On oh, the TI-80s. yeah. Those yeah. things were fucking dope. Yeah, I have an Android because I'm an adult. Uh, 99, so yeah. Yeah, Freezy, he thinks he's edgy when he's yeah. uh, a fucking Android guy. That's fucking edgelord yeah. tone. That's the difference between me having like a box of 64 crayons and you guys having five <laughs> in your little little McDonald's box. Hey, you know what I can do, though? I can post a fucking clearly, story on Instagram. Clearly, it's not, that's not a problem for you. Thank you so much, Tricky. Appreciate that subscription, my friend. 12 months in a row, a year. Tricky fucking regent, the master of entertainment in the Discord, mm-hmm. who unfortunately had to start working today. Oh, oh, no. Tricky's working. Tricky actually has to do his fucking job. Right, right. No, right. we love you, Trick. We appreciate you, buddy. Yeah. Crash Zach Dynamite in the chat. What's going on? 99 Freezy. What's up, my dude? Work a fucking. He is. He's a loser, Brian. You get him. You get him. Uh, but hopefully, everyone's having themselves a great week. Um, This tone, this might be the last day of like legitimately warm. Fall weather. How was it so warm today? We had 70 yesterday, 70 today. Very nice fall weather, but now, dude, we're looking at 50s the rest of the week, into the weekend, and early next week. It's it's starting, dude. Pretty crazy, man. It's starting. We're starting that. We're transcending to the uh, the winter apocalypse. It's supposed to be a cold, snowy winter, too. I bet it is, man, which means this basement's going to be a fucking icebox. So we're going to be wearing ponchos and slippers. We'll have a bonfire going. This basement gets fucking cold. My wife, I was like, hey, honey, can we put more vents in so we're warm now? She's like, man, fuck you and your show. All the heat's going upstairs. Cuddles will do it for you. Oh, I know Cuddles will. Cuddles is a fucking pervert, though, so. That's right. Which isn't a bad thing. Which isn't a bad thing. Evil dies tonight. Evil dies tonight. God, I can't wait to fucking talk about that shit. Uh, Tone? Yeah. What's good with you, man? Not a whole lot. Uh, Let's see, last weekend we had a... Good hangout sesh. Yes, let's uh, talk about this. Drastin came into town. Drastin um, was in town. Yep, seven Drastin. Dungeons himself. Yep, Seven Dungeons himself. Uh, and Half-Ass, the three of us got together and uh, did a pseudo beer trade where I lightly trade some stuff with a guy from Ohio, and he brings in a cooler full of crazy shit. And then you give him a bunch of Miller Lite, and he comes in with some <laughs> good stuff. <laughs> Basically, what a guy. yeah, considering all the stupid IPAs and lackluster <laughs> fun beers we have up here. But, uh, uh, that was Saturday, actually, but uh, uh, so yeah, I mean, it was a good time. We did some stuff on Friday. I'm sure we'll we'll talk about here in just a moment. I mean, yeah, let's um, get into it. Let's talk about so, what the fuck we did this so week. So yeah, man. so we planned for a couple weeks here. You might remember about three weeks out ago, maybe it was even a month on the show that we talked about maybe getting together 
on the 15th when Drassen be in town, we were able to finally hit up Oracle Brewing Company yes. here uh, in Saginaw. And that was really exciting because uh, it's a good vibe. It's kind of low-key. It's uh, I don't want to say it's a hole in the wall because it's not. It's, it's very really nice. nice. It's, really it's nice. pristine. It's very clean. Yep. Uh, they have quite a variety of brews. Half-Ass himself said they have probably – not Half-Ass, excuse me, it wasn't you. Uh, one of my other friends that's big into craft beer uh, said they probably have – the most amazing variety of unique beers in the Tri-Cities and the local area for breweries. And I got to agree with them because, like, Frankenmuth has some pretty good stuff, is what it is. Uh, you know, Tri-City Breweries, it's pretty, as Hefe says, kind of stays in their lane. They don't really explore a whole lot. Right. Uh, we got Midland Brewing Company that's kind of getting some attention as well, too, these days. But, it, you know, they're they're trying. Like, they got cool can art. But this, as far as flavors and, and, and just different variety, yeah. they've got something going on here. And, honestly, it was a good time. We hung out. We got food next door, brought it in, sat around. We had... Quite a uh, ragtag bunch of us that showed up. Yeah, some we folks had a decent, we had a decent showing. We did. Some folks weren't able to make it at last minute, and other folks just randomly either snuck in or surprised or were able to show up. It was pretty cool. And the most important thing I think over the whole entire thing was that clearly a lot of people involved. Not everybody was mostly familiar with B and B, but it was a good chance for us to get together and just absolutely. You know how often these days you see that, and and everybody was kind of bonding, and it was uh, real nice. There's a lot of different conversations going on, different people meeting new friends, and. And it's just it's that energy that I love that stuff. Yeah, it was it was really fun. As you can see there on the screen, man, they have a nice selection of drinks. Uh, the ephemeral, right there on the right side. Oh yeah, that barrel the aged barrel goodness. aged uh, Michigan tart cherry. Uh, I can't read. I'm, my eyes are bad. But that thing basically tastes like a chocolate covered pear or cherry. Yeah, it was delicious. A chocolate covered cherry, and it's ten percent. It was um, it was hotness. I was mm-hmm. feeling pretty good when I got home. Like I felt really good. But uh, the sea beans was good. I also really liked the um, the does my sassiness upset you? Yeah, a key lime nitro porter. Sour. Thank you, Jay Z. Yeah, it was really good. And seriously, shout out to Jimmy Z nine eight nine for uh, res- reserving the table, getting us squared away yes. at the Oracle. Yes, awesome. It was a very, very kind of and man. The thing that I like about the Oracle, it's very similar to when we went to uh, to Pigeon Hill. You know, we go to this nice ass like like brewery, this meat brewery, and they got their beers, they got everything there. But then, you know, they don't have a grill, but. There are some spots around that mm-hmm. area. The Liquid Lounge. You've got Pasongs, the Pizza Place. Fralia's. Fralia's is right there. And what's pretty dope about it is if you're there drinking and you're like, man, I'm fucking hungry, you can call any of those places, place an order, and they will run it over to the Oracle and deliver it to you. So you can sit there and eat and drink and be merry in an awesome bar that has a be- nice, very chill, like you said, a very chill setting, mm-hmm. um, great drinks. And, I mean, obviously, when you're surrounded by, like, by Pasong's, the pizza joint that was there. What's the name of the pizza place? Did we get a name on that? I don't know. You guys got pizza for there, I think. Uh, I Jimmy uh, Z, what's the name of the pizza The pizza place behind Oracle just took pizzas off their <gasps> Why would you ever take pizza off the menu? The pizza place took pizza Artisan Urban Bistro. Artisan Urban. Why would they yeah, take? Yeah, yeah, I, I know. Was like that the last day we were gonna we could get pizza from there? <laughs> you might have had the last slice. Was of- that the last slice of pizza? They're making pot pies now, so I mean that's not a total fail. Okay, that's not a total loss. If you're doing pot pies, I'm yeah. cool with this. I like pot pies. I mean, and, I do too. And but pizza and beer. But it's winter time. Pot pies, I feel like are a little bit more wintery. Is this a seasonal thing they're doing, or is this like a forever thing? I know. No, I know they're not going to say that people weren't buying the pizzas because the pizzas were fucking good. 
That pizza was good. Man, you know, to be fair, a lot of people talk about how good the food is actually at Artisan Urban Bistro. Oh, I hear man. the food is really spot on there. Interesting. So pizza pot pies. Hey, that's ki- it's kind of like a deep dish pizza, right? When you think about I'm gonna it. Go but there I'm going to go there and get a pot that. pie. I mean, I mean, I mean got to try no, it. I mean, no, it's going to be different. You know, hey, you go to the bar to get, you know, have a bunch of beers. And I, like the last thing I'm thinking about ordering is like, oh, man, I want a pot pie right now. Normally it's like I want pizza right. or sliders. But if the pot pie is good, then damn it. I'm going to get the pot pie. Crash says he might know one of the chefs back there, so you need to hook it up with the pot pies, man. What you add on that? Uh, I want a pot pie. Pot pie is just a calzone. I mean, that's a little kind of moss, kind of. I mean, I can kind of see that argument. Pot but pie is just a, a pizza pot pie. Is just a, I, mean, I mean, he's not kinda. wrong. I think he's kind of. I think that's, that's fair. I, yeah, I don't think I will debate that. But that's I will say, 100% though, accurate. that the liquid lounge next to him, Ooh. which was basically like, Three, four people wide bar and like you. Dude, the Liquid Lounge in. is a fucking dope ass bar. It's a very, very dope ass bar. They, their food, had quite the selection. If you want sliders, a bunch sliders, of sliders is a word you can just use for a lot of different little little sandwiches, right? They were all four bucks a pop, which was pretty fair considering they They're had good quality. Sliders. Very These good aren't quality. Like fucking Tone's favorite at White Castle. These are actually like I don't like White Castle sliders of big ass of pieces of meat. Dude, Gross. move on. We know, dude. Dude, stop. All right, we know. Just move on. Accept You're it. You're pushing my buttons now. He want to... he wanted to treat himself to a re- see. Dungeon knows White yep. Castle's a ten. Dungeon you got, also. You, you and Dungeon are best friends. When you go down to Ohio, you probably go to fucking White Castle. Stop the charade. Dun- we know. Dungeons would eat diarrhea. Just to shit out more diarrhea. So dungeons, I don't, no, no, just don't worry, no. dude. I, I know this guy is like all about the White Castle. It's fine. Anyways, but this bit is so Lounge. old. This bit is so dumb. Back to Liquid Lounge, please. Fifteen different versions. I can't blame or so him. Dungeons. I'm gonna come to fucking Hawaii, you, Ohio you either. Fucking guys are no, a bunch no, of jackals. Look what he said. I'm backing you up. He goes. You he goes. Fuck. He doesn't come down here. I wouldn't go down to Ohio. You fucking jack. That's fair too. See, I'm helping you out. Continue you, with your fucking. Slides. Are you good? I'm. I'm is, are we good in the bit for a minute? We've been good. So there's like 15 different types of sliders. I had a Euro slider. I had like this. Ooh, this the uh, Euro one good. The Euro one was very good. Oh. It was good Suzuki sauce, all that good shit. Um, and but they had like uh, buffalo chicken ones, burger ones, and they had like different types of uh, fries, tater tots, loaded tater tots, this kind of tater did, tot, did, tot nachos. Did, did he hit the Bernini one? He got the um he got the tots with um uh was it gravy? poutine. Was it he got poutine? Okay, poutine. okay, he did get the poutine. Okay, really excellent. Uh Tone, does uh Grubhub <laughs> deliver White Castle down here? He's the one to know. He's the one do they? You gotta shut the fuck up with this joke. That's it's a dumb. yes. That's dumb. That's a yes. Stupid, stupid joke. Uh <laughs> FS says I shit like you eat White Castle. <laughs> uh it's not liquid, so that'd be more this guy's department over no, here. Tra- Dude, that's all I need is coffee. I wake up in the morning, I have my two cups of coffee. My entire fifteen first minute, fifteen minute break is in the bathroom. Gross. Yeah, it's it's horrible. But that's what happens when you're fat and old. Anyways. Continue. Friday night was awesome. Oh, Friday night was awesome. Seriously, yeah. again, shout out to Jimmy Z for making the reservation, getting us squared yeah. away, and shout out to everybody that showed up. We had a great time. It was all the jelly beans. No, sugar-free. Not just any jelly beans. It has to be sugar-free. Sugar-free jelly beans and sugar-free, sugar-free gummy bears, that's how you cleanse yourself. You don't get any sleep, but that's how you cleanse yourself. Horrific. Dude, next time I do, you know what I should do? Is I'm going to do a 24 or 12-hour uh, stream where I mash a bunch of like sugar-free gummies and then just have the camera on me on the couch as I play games the rest of the night. Oh, God. I'm going to make sure it's a multiplayer game. So when I constantly have to go to the bathroom and shit, 
my I keep getting killed and failing my team. I think that'd be a really cool stream, good gaming stream where I just mash a bag of sugar free gummies. No. Would you watch that? Would you guys watch that? Would you guys watch a twelve hour stream? Of me eating sugar-free gummies and then trying to play something like like Rainbow Six Siege, where you have to be super tactical and focused, <laughs> and then try to play as I'm shitting myself. No. I think that'd be a really good stream. I think that'd no. be a really good stream. I don't no. think anybody else would be so bold to do something like that. No. That's okay. what B does. We think outside the box. Or, or outside the bun, apparently, from Buried says that Taco Bell is also a good way to cleanse yourself. Also true. Not wrong. Buried knows very well that Taco Bell. Like, now, what do you get at Taco Bell if you're looking to wreck yourself? What is like the one thing you can get there? Or is it just the entire menu? It's pretty much 90% of that menu. 90% of the menu? Yeah. Mm. I, like I've, I've found things that don't trigger me as bad. I stick closer to chicken or just certain items. But if I start dabbling in their beef, I'm going to get a stomachache. Uh, Crash says, no offense, dude, but why would I want to watch a man shit himself while playing a game? I'm going to let the rest of the chat answer that question. I'm going to let everyone else answer that for me. I don't even have to answer that, Crash. The rest of the chat's going to be like, because it's fucking hilarious watching a grown-ass man lose all his dignity and shit himself. That's why people want to watch it. After the age of like they want to watch me start no sweating like beads of sweat and like moving like awkwardly and then just watching that that look of just failure on my face as I load my shorts with just mush. I'm pretty sure at least 10 people just unfollowed our channel. Oh, I mean, we're losing subs everywhere, followers and everything. We're going to be back mm. under 200 after this episode. But uh, no, back to the main story. Shout out to Oracle for, for putting up uh, putting up with us. The, the, the beer was great. The food from around the area was mm-hmm. great. It was an awesome experience. We're going to have to make this like kind of like a monthly thing, dude. I would love to do that on a Friday night once in a while. Go over there. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. I think we order some chow. So I'm gonna probably hit up us uh, Saturday. I think I'm down to get a beer. I got nothing going on, so I'm just gonna chill. I don't there. have anything going on either. Cool, good for you. So, anyways, wow, uh, <laughs> that's right. We don't do shit outside of this, man. We don't. I don't fucking hang out with this guy. He's a loser. It's uh, a piece of shit. Uh, All right. So now that was Friday night. Yeah, uh, I had a soccer tournament on Saturday with the Hangover, which was super fucking sweet. You were up so fucking early. Oh man, dude, Fuck. it was brutal. It was brutal. But you know what? Shout out to Ethan and Anderson. They both had their best day yeah, in soccer. Awesome. Uh, Anderson in his final game scored four goals, and Ethan turned into a fucking wall in goalie. That's awesome. Throughout the day, man, he made multiple saves, didn't give up one goal, which is, you know, a common thing in this in this age bracket where they're at. He played pretty solid behind in, in that dude. He was really, really good. And most importantly, he scored his first goal of the season with a nice good centering pass, it. and he kicked it right into it. He lost his shit. I've never seen the kid so happy. And when yeah. he got his medal at the end of the day, uh, he was borderline emotional. Like, he was so excited. But I could see, you know, you know, you can see when kids get those well, yeah. like, well up a little bit. That's oh, how yeah. it was, oh, man. Yeah. And I was just like, I was so That's proud. Of him. Like, he just. He, he they, they both did great, and it was a lot of fun. But I tell you what, I'm glad soccer season's over because now I get my Saturdays back. I can chill, relax. Even during the weekdays, you know, normally we would have games on Wednesday nights. I'd have to be at the game and then come back here and try to put this together. And we'd show up. And I'd have you come over later, and you got to try to get your notes. I'm just like, it was a, it was chaos. But now soccer's done. We're good to back. go. To life, back your own to reality. Life. There you back go. Think of the same thing, actually. Back Just to reality. All right. So, anyways, Saturday I couldn't do shit, but you kept the party going. We did. Uh, so half-assed dress and I got together. Of course, dress and I started drinking probably around eleven, eleven thirty, um, for the big beer trade, big day. Watch MSU game. Start getting drunk, and then uh, half-assed shows up. We start grilling some brats. 
drinking and drinking and drinking. And then that night, we hit up here in town, UCW, Rohit Raju, Johnny Bravo, and Rosemary, all Impact Stars, headlining here, right here in Saginaw. And uh, it's Drastin's first wrestling show, so that was exciting for him. <laughs> uh, great time. Uh, it's, a, it's a newer venue. They've moved out of Bay City uh, They for whatever reasons. But that means good news. They found a spot here in Saginaw. Yes. In Saginaw, oh 17 minutes away from where I live. Uh, yes, one of the guys we kept chanting hot dog. I don't fucking know why, but we were doing it. At least um, it wasn't chanting, evil dies tonight. We were chanting that as well. Are you serious? Absolutely. We we had we had 10 minutes left to finish on Halloween <laughs> on Halloween and we left for this too and I didn't watch it for like 3 days and finally finished it I think either yesterday or the day before. Wow. Uh but anyways, yeah, it was a great time. We got to see Rohit. Um the match was pretty great. There might be a picture in here. There was one point where he uh threw one of the guys the guy he was fighting. I can't think of his name off the top of my head. Um I know him too. I've seen him wrestle before and threw him into the chairs right next to us and just beat up on him next in the wall next to us. It was pretty great. And then, uh, you know, we were able to, uh, have some words chat with him and, uh, um, as he, you know, called everybody Nimrod for half the night. So <laughs> he was definitely very boisterous, uh, with some of the kids in there, kept telling kids to shut up. Did he get on the mic? Oh yeah. Awesome. He cut promos. He was doing things. He was doing his thing. So it was a good time. Uh, he was really excited to see, uh, you know, some of his peeps out there to celebrate. And uh, he was definitely he said, hey, did Tricky come out? I'm like, no, Tricky didn't make it. I said Tricky was busy. And he's like, well, OK, well, I guess what's the point in wrestling? I said, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> he quit. Then he retired. Yeah, he's retired. So yeah, he turned into a monk. Right. Right. Yeah, he's right, out. Right. He's but, done. Uh, Thanks, Trick. Yeah. But he's he's the coach here for uh, this this federation. It's a little promo promotion here. So um, he got to showcase some of his students and some of the work they've been doing as well, too. Uh, so it's really exciting. So they got another show coming up here, I believe. November, November 20th is the next show. Tentatively, they got some things they got to deal with the actual facility there. Hopefully, we'll get it all figured out and be good to go. Uh, but really excited to be there as well, too, again. So, um, really excited. Good times. I will make that November 20th show. No, um, now, that's awesome because I think that is like the the biggest week of the year in terms of like entertainment because I believe that's like the week that uh, the new uh, Renner uh, Hawkeye show drops. That mm-hmm. that whole week of November leading up to Thanksgiving is going to be hot. It's going to be hot. And so if he's wrestling November twentieth, I'm definitely going to go to that. Um, because really? was how was the venue? Was it was it better than the Bay City one that we went to? I, the, I, the venue, the Bay City venue, had better like spacing. I feel like it was a better room. Mm-hmm. Um, less meth and felt like a little. You know, <laughs> there was of course there, there was a that was a bar there at that one too. That was a pretty decent venue for the most part. They did have a bar. They this one bar. was. First time. a smaller, smaller space, but um, it felt nicer. I think. Do you think I don't know. is this going to be a long term agreement? Like, will this be the the spot for these future matches? Like, can they continue uh, to put yeah? I think time for, into for right it? now. I mean, I think they're gonna go. For, it was honestly, it was pretty packed. Like they sold all pretty much all their seats they had oh, in there. Really? I was really shocked. I was very surprised to see that. And to be honest with you, we haven't had a lot of wrestling in Saginaw, no, so it's haven't. good to have some wrestling back in Saginaw. The other promotion that used to run around here in town, I don't think does. And a PPW comes in once in a while, but they haven't been in a couple of years, so because of the pandemic. But. Does the WWE has that that came to the Dow? That's a once. bigger promotion. Didn't that, they come to the Dow at one point? They've been to the Dow uh, numerous times. Numerous times. Uh, I don't know when the last time was. I think a couple years ago. I do like the Dow, man. The Dow's a nice joint. I like it's it's old, but you know what? Mm-hmm. It's very like spaced out. Everything's comfortable. You have good feet room. Yeah. You have good seat room. But new spirit go some... game. It's 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 a good atmosphere, man. Yeah, yeah. Spirit games, by the way. Spirit just started last weekend. Yep. I actually uh, couldn't go because everybody was in, but I did have a chance from work to have free tickets to stay in their VIP booth. Oh, free really? Food and free appetizers and stuff. But 
I couldn't go. So hopefully Throwing I do. Throwing around that B&B weight, huh? I do. Like, yeah, exactly. Badger, I do, I I do want to hit up the Spirit game. We got the you know, OHL uh, hockey team here in town that's actually pretty decent. So good time. No, that's 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 fucking awesome. Now the one thing I do like about the Dow Event Center, and Freezy would know this, uh, for a while Freezy and I would go every year to the King of the Wings contest. They would have that in the mm-hmm. red room, the area next to where like the red room is, and they would have in all the local joints that would specialize in chicken wings. Yeah. And always man, wanted to go. Always wanted to King go. King of the Wings was always dope as fuck. Freezy and I would go there and they'd have drinks for you, you and get a, a bunch of beers, eat a bunch of wings. Shit your I pants. Miss, uh, I mean, it was worth that, though. I mean, that's that. I don't mind. If I can eat fucking wings all day and drink and hang out. And I remember at one point, one of them fell on the NCAA tournament weekend. So they had TVs up in there of some of the games. It was pretty wild, dude. It was a good time. I heard Tone's new basement has a red room. It doesn't even hardly have all the walls anymore, man. So. Yeah, it was red. It was red. Now it's mm-hmm. kind of like a grayish red. Yeah. It's too soon for that, Carlos. It's too soon. He's very... He's very soft tonight. Are you okay? Yeah. I'm more pissed about the Instagram thing right now. I know, he's still triggered about the Instagram. He was terrible. Angry. All right. We have multiple things you want to talk about tonight. But first, it's time for another community review. Oh. Our very own Seven Dungeons and Mr. King Cuddles has spent some time with the Surprisingly, hugely successful New World from Amazon Game Studios, mm-hmm. the MMO that's available now on PC, and these guys want to talk about it. So we're going to let them chit-chat away. We'll be back in just a moment. Oh, shit, I'm dead. Well, this is Seven Dungeons and... King Cuddles. For the PC Game Review. So we got New World here. What are your thoughts so far? I'm loving it. Uh, this game, ex- it was exactly what I needed at this time. Uh, I just haven't found a game I've got into a lot um, here recently. Um, um, yeah, I'm digging it, dude. Well, I've, uh, I've got like 85 hours in it. So <laughs> if if anybody if anybody knows knows me, they know I'm a MMO fanboy i've played almost all of the major mmos that are on the market and i will say despite the server issues with if you have a a pulse in the gaming community at all you know that they've had some server issues despite all of that this is the smoothest launch of a title that i've ever seen for an mmo and that is a big statement um this, this game once you're in it runs well it looks gorgeous. I I just want you to know that when you're seeing some of these scenes as we're moving along here, I'm on low graphic settings. Um, it's still gorgeous. So they, they've got a lot of optimization into the game. The crafting system is very well done. Uh, you know, they've set this up to, to be a resource grinder. That's, that's really what this game is designed to do. Um, a lot of chopping trees, mining rock, that kind of thing. But it it's not unenjoyable. Like You go out to do a quest and you start harvesting everything on your way there. And next thing you know, it, two hours has gone by and you don't even realize it. Yeah, I, I like the crafting. Um, I guess my biggest complaint with it, they made it to where anybody can craft anything. But too many of the resources are tied into other crafting. Like even leatherworking um 
like your outfitting, like to make your linen robes and stuff, you still need a lot of iron and metal and wood and everything else that kind of holds you back from leveling up something else. That, the, the game is just fun to play. Uh, they, they've got a lot of enhancements and things like a party. You, you always know where your party is when you're in a party. You can see their marker. It needs a little bit of love when you get up close, but far away you can see them on the map. Quests are fun. The The dungeon that I've done is enjoyable. Yeah, if, uh, the first dungeon's fun. I did the second one last night, and it was it was way different from the first one. It was a nice change of pace, which was nice. I'm um, looking forward to the third one, which I am, I guess, the level to do it. I just haven't done it yet. If I was to critique uh, some things about the game itself, uh, there's just a, there's a lack of story. I don't know why we're here or why we're doing what we're doing, but we are. There's I don't a story? <laughs> you, right, right. There, there's... Uh. You, you get a, a nice cut scene when you first start it and you're like, oh, I'm going to this uncharted land far away. And, you know, that's that's what it is. And uh, that's about it. Yeah, there's a lack of story. And like any MMO, a lot of the characters do get kind of repetitive. Um, uh, there needs to be a little bit of a different enemy, I think. Hopefully there will be in the end game. For the uh, completionists among the group, there are a lot of discovery points and things to discuss to find throughout the map uh, landmarks. And those are all marked on your maps. Uh, the skill trees for your weapons, there's no classes in this game. So the uh, it's all based on the weapons that you're using. So maybe you specced into sword and board and you don't like it. Well, just change your weapon. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so like, you know, I went great ax to start, um, which I, I'm really, I'm really loving the great ax, but if I did want to change in the future, it's, it's as simple as picking up another weapon and leveling that weapon up. But other than that, smooth title, good launch, and fun to play. Yeah, I agree. Hopefully more people jump in and, you know, come play with us. Um, like I said, it's been a blast. I got 85 hours in. Uh, it's fun solo, but it's also fun. Like right now, I'm teamed up with Drassen to kind of help him out. It is uh, fun joining and up and that's a point to bring up like it doesn't matter if we're super high level and somebody just starts if we go hang out with you we get comparable experience plus the uh the mining stuff like i said all your crafting materials you need are in the beginning area to the end area so it doesn't really matter where i'm at i chop the same tree but that's what we got thanks for joining us for the pc game review and we'll see you when the next title comes out yep have a good one there you go. There you go. There are the thoughts of Draston and King Cuddles. And seriously, you can check out the full video. It's actually a much longer video where they kind of dive into some more uh, specifics on some of the topics that they're hitting on. But it's a great video. And um, seriously, thank you guys so much for putting that together. We really appreciate it. Uh, Cuddles, if you could, can you throw the link to the actual full video? Or Draston, one of you guys, throw the link in for the full video. Uh, cause so that way people can check it out for your full, uh, review of your early impressions mm -hmm. of the game. Mm -hmm. But thank you guys so much. We appreciate it. Definitely appreciate that. And that again, I want to point out to anybody, anybody out there got something to say, want to do something as long as it's something that wouldn't get us kicked off our TOS, right. you know, send us a, try to keep around five minutes or less, you know, uh, but send it to us. Uh, if you got something to say about something, it's a controversial topic. You're a big fan of, uh, uh, white castle or dude shitting his pants off, uh, sugar-free gummies. <laughs> What you got to say, so we appreciate it. We do. That's pretty dope. We do. But, uh, Tom, before we move on to the first topic, we forgot to talk about what we're drinking tonight. We did. We are drinking 
Kalamazoo Stout. I haven't had this in a little while. Uh, matter of fact, I even noticed it wasn't even in my untapped, but it's it's a um it's a little bit of a bite compared to some of the other stouts. I don't it's not creamy, it's not as smooth. Maybe it's a feels like a little bit darker. You definitely get a lot of good coffee bite at the end of this to uh, Bells, of course. Uh, most people say if you look on untapped, it's an average stout. And you know, sometimes that's okay. I think sometimes you don't always want something that's crazy. You gotta worry about the flavor profile. I think it's, good so as hell. it's it's a it's a good stout. If it's, it's really average, good. sometimes again, that's the way you want to go. So uh, I really, you know, like I said, I haven't had it in a while. Really enjoyed it, and yeah, I know you hadn't tried it. So here we are. Uh, there you go. Dungeons put the uh, link to the YouTube video. You can watch the entire review there. Um, it's it's very informative. They really kind of, like I said, they dive in a little bit deeper in some of the topics that uh, they discussed in that video. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it, New World sounds awesome. I, I I just wish that I had the time to or a PC in, that could play it or a PC that could actually play it at a decent setting. Um, but I mean, it's like, like I've always uh, loved the allure of an MMO. Obviously, I've spent a lot of time with like Destiny, which is also been con- you know, compared to an MMO, but to do something like an MMO, MMO I would need to basically leave my family and just right. move into a shack somewhere and just commit mm-hmm. to it. Yes, Dungeon has played a few MMOs in his day. That's how we met. Oh, that's how you guys met. I thought he told you that before. You never told. You said you met him at a truck stop. Right. Through he was on the other side of the hole. Yes. Oh, that was the second time. Is that a different MMO? I met so it's <laughs> funny though, the first time I saw him in real life was actually at the gas station in Elmo where I was living at the time when he first drove up to hang out. Got it. Okay. We met there and him him and uh, our friend went into the bathroom and I walked in there <laughs> and just stood there and st- stared at him. That was pretty funny. That's hot. Uh but yes, no, uh we met playing uh Star Wars Galaxies uh, almost twenty oh. years ago. When did Star Wars Galaxies drop seventy? I don't remember. Was it two thousand one or two thousand yeah, it was two thousand one, right? But yeah, we met uh, playing that game through a mutual friend, mm. and then we started making late night phone calls and talking on the phone. Oh man, yeah, yeah. real cute. Yeah, those those uh, walls cute. had ears or something. Is that how it is? I don't yeah. know. I don't even know. Me. I met Tone in a mm. random mixer stream. Now I wish mixer <laughs> never existed. Right, 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 right. Well, right. I mean, yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Um, yanking the shack, yanking shack. Uh, Pikachu. No, we have not talked about uh, the night house. <laughs> we'll be talking about that momentarily. But first, we got to we, we got to trudge through uh through this shit to our first topic. Oh, actually, we got a game to talk about. Game impressions. Oh yeah, we want to briefly talk about this. We want to talk a little bit briefly about Back for Blood. We hopped into this this weekend. It's available right now on PlayStation, Xbox, PC. Part of Game Pass, which Tone is really kind of happy that it's a part of Game Pass. I, am. I know Cuddles and Tricky were playing this uh, a couple nights ago, I think at launch. Uh, Tone and I, we jumped into this on what, Sunday? Yeah. Sunday afternoon, evening. About an hour and a half. Jumped in there for a little bit, played a little bit with it. Um, You have a lot of experience with Left 4 Dead. Obviously, this is Turtle Rock mm-hmm. Studios. They have tur- uh, of Left 4 Dead mm-hmm. fame. They know the genre. Um, I want to get you, and you've played again a, a lot of Left 4 Dead. I want to get your initial reactions to this game that we played. I will start by saying I think they've made some really good progression with the series. I like the card thing. I think it does take a minute to kind of figure out. Um, I like the, the some of the customization, even though it's a little bit weak, but it's more than you normally have in a game like this. Sure. Um, it seems like there's a lot of game. There's a lot of acts. Yeah. That's great, too. So there is some, like controllable elements in there that you can put in by putting time or get by putting the time into the game. Um, it looks pretty good. Like it plays pretty smooth for the most part. Mm-hmm. I think there's definitely some controls and some UI things that I think is fair to be addressed. 
Um, you definitely need a full squad. Uh, Cuddles of, nailed yep. it. Cuddles nailed it. Um, at the end of the day, I am very glad this is a free game. If I had paid sixty dollars for this game, I'd be fucking pissed, knocking down my door, getting my money back. Yikes. This is definitely a Left for Dead game, and Left for Dead I've talked about it a couple times on here is definitely murky water for me. I raged out uh, on that series, and I. You raged out before I did on this one. I was, oh, actually, I was but I was, pissed. but I was, I was, I was getting there. Like we were working our asses off. But I attribute that back to kind of what Cuddles said, man. We were playing with one. We had a six-year-old at one box. point. We had like a six-year-old at one point. Yeah, you. And need, it was fucking ridiculous. It, it, you know, after after we after we played and, and shut it down, we we're like, okay, this is super. We were at the ferry section where we had to make it to the ferry, plant the bombs, and right. it was just an onslaught of uh, of zombies right. and the right. heavies and whatnot. We were struggling with that. But um, the 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 person we were playing with had no idea what they were doing. The bot is about as useless as as you would expect. Not at all, Blanco. That's actually I know you're doing a bit and a joke, and I wish that were true because it'd be funny. It was the opposite. Uh, Cuddles, um, I might take you up on that. Uh, but at the end of the day, uh, for me, again, this game was too much shades of Left for Dead, and I had flashbacks, and I, <laughs> the PTSD was starting to kick in. I I you know listen. I get it. They want you to have four people you know play it. It's going to be better. Yada, yada, yada. That's like the, every fucking game. If a game can scale against you because of how well you're doing doing in the game, the rubber band effect, then it needs to scale backwards the other way, too, if you're struggling. And it should be able to recognize that, especially if you have a bot or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. That shouldn't be so many brick walls just to enjoy this game. One being, in, in fact, is that you can play it solo if you want. You However, get no progression. You get no progression. So Dude, that that is something that they really need to address. That's a very bold fucking move, Cotton. Like, why the fuck would they have anybody Dude, decide like, that? Look, I can. Yes, is Destiny fun to play solo? No, it was was um Borderlands fun to play solo? Sure, I mean it's fun. But at the end of the day, I could still progress my character. Right. I could still earn shit. I could still mm-hmm. move my mm-hmm. character, my experience forward. In this game, you get jack shit playing solo, which is inexcusable. Mm-hmm. Inex- there's no excuse. Mm-hmm. No excuse to not offer any kind of progression solo. I mean, that's it's absolutely absurd right. that you get nothing playing solo. That's un- I mean, that's unheard of, dude. That's crazy. Yeah. Also, there's a giveaway going in the chat. If you want a chance to win, exclamation point, enter. And you got to be here to claim it if you win. Mm. But, yeah, dude, you, you can't uh, do it. It doesn't matter. Honestly, man, no game, with the exception of it takes two or a way out that is built specifically for co-op. Mm-hmm. If you can play a game solo, you should be able to progress everything. Mm-hmm. I don't care if they make it a grind. You should be able to move everything forward. Not having that right. is an absolute fucking sham. Right on Turtle Rock's part. Not everybody wants the challenge. Not everybody even necessarily cares about the story. Sometimes, sometimes people just want to play the games to experience it. Right. There are games that I play on easy just because I don't care about any challenge. I literally care about the story. Want to play it, get it done, and move to the next game or whatever that might look like. So, uh, you know, at, at the end of the day, I haven't deleted it yet. Almost did. Um. I would like to play it with some people. I know there's people out here that play it. I'm not saying I'm not interested in it, but I'm also not really, you know, trying to knock down on anybody's door to play it either. So, you know, it, it remains to be seen whether how fast it's going to get deleted. I just know I'm glad it's on Game Pass for free. Mm-hmm. I would not personally have paid money for it. Um, if I had rented it back in, you know, 1992 when you could get them <laughs> off the rent box that or whatever. Just, just a rental. That would be just a rental, and I'd be pretty annoyed by it because, again, this felt like a familiar path. I've been down that road before, and I'm good on it. 
after after that, I played it a couple more times. I was able to hop into some matches with randoms who kind of had a clue what was going on. But it's clear that the card system is integral to your success. Mm-hmm. Uh, building a deck that's going to, you know, obviously you build your deck, and then the order in which that deck is built is the order that the the cards are going to appear and be available to you. So however you plan to play, whether it's with an assault rifle or a sniper or anything yeah. like that, or how, however you plan to play, you want to build your deck to fit your style. So that's the one key part. And the other key part is what Cuddle said. You have to play with fucking friends. Mm-hmm. Randoms, if you're lucky enough and you're able to get with people who know what the fuck is going on and communicating and you know uh, not standing up. If you're in the front in a hallway, if you're in a hallway – have the front guy squat down. You don't want to get shot in the back. Team enemy or a friendly fire is a huge component of this game. It's a major thing you need to be aware of. But there's so much you need to do. You need to work as a unit. You need to work as a team. And that's where the game really starts to soar. And you're like, okay, now I fucking kind of get it a little bit. So I need to do more. I need to spend more time building my deck, earning more cards. There are some really powerful cards in there that are super useful. Mm-hmm. And you want to grind those out. So, I mean, it's, yeah, yeah we all choose different guns uh, as well. So we had ammo from one another because the, the ammo mm-hmm. pot is a pool. So if everyone's using ARs, assault rifles, you're burning through your entire right. weapon. So you want to have people with shotguns, some people with SMGs. I still don't know when the fuck anybody would ever use a sniper in this game. No. But there's a sniper rifle. There's a lot of coordination in this game, and I think that's why you and I were kind of like, is this just going to be a pick-up-and-play zombie game? You know, that's what I thought it was going to be. But, I mean, you have Left 4 Dead experienced, so you kind of knew what was going in, but – um, I'm intrigued still. I don't know. I'm, you know, I, I'm glad it's a part of game pass. Maybe I can hop in with cuddles this weekend on Saturday, try it out with some people that communicate. Uh, he said, bring a fifth of screwball. I don't know how effective the communication will be at that point, but it'll still be fun. At least. I wish you the both of luck wishes us the best of luck. He says, fuck off. I'm not going to be there. I'm sleeping. No, I gotta get up early and drink. He's got to get up early and drink. That's cool. So those are our impressions of Back for Blood. It's I'm sure there, there's a lot to do there. There's a lot of uh, a lot of game there, but it's something that we have to spend more time with. But it didn't really knock our socks off because unless you're playing with people you know and definitely don't play solo, there's a lot to be desired still. Tone says go out and buy the collector's edition. No. All right, on to our first main topic. <sighs> Uh, so I'm just let, let, okay. Let me start this off. You want to start? I'm gonna start this off. Okay, this I'll is finish a statement it. Statement before we get into the review. Okay, statement. After careful consideration, I've come to terms with the fact that we will never see a Halloween movie that can successfully bring the original's strongest elements into modern times. I am officially the old man who shakes his fist at the sky and yells at the kids to get off his lawn. I adore the 1978 John Carpenter classic Halloween for various reasons. And I'll get into that when we get into our review. But this movie is right down there with Halloween Resurrection 
The Buster Rhymes saying, trick or treat, motherfucker. And the Rob Zombie debacles. It's nonsensical, an unintentional comedy where the jokes don't land. It's devoid of any sense of dread and is a massive fucking misfire to the follow-up to 2018's Halloween. This is a travesty. This is a really bad movie. And I know, Crash, I'm sorry. I know you liked it. This is a bad Halloween movie. If you were a fan of the original and even some of the fucking sequels that did it better than this, you would understand what I'm talking about. If you're just here for fucking gore, if you're here for fucking kills, awesome. Delivers. This movie has absolutely nothing from the original and some of its subsequent sequels. Mm -mm. Nothing to offer to fans of the series. This is a shitty movie, Tone. Mm. This is a fucking shit movie. Shitty Halloween. It's a shitty Halloween movie. Okay? It's Mm -hmm. a bad Halloween movie. This is infinitely worse. Like 2018's Halloween, with the exception of the the doctor's storyline, which was really stupid, was a decent Halloween movie. But this one was fucking trash. And Jay Hill says, I didn't know they were setting up a trilogy and there is going to be another one. Now look, that's the one thing that I'm think I'm thinking about. Look, this is supposed to be a trilogy. But man, this one was so bad. And the way they're setting up the third one, we're right back to what fucking killed off the later Halloween movies as well. We're right back to the thorn fucking type of storyline. He's supernatural. Oh, Michael, when he keeps killing, he transcends. This fucking movie sucked. This is a piss poor Halloween movie. Tom, I'm going to let you share your thoughts, and then we'll kind of dive into some of the other things that... Know some of the facts that, that <laughs> okay. So going into this and saying that I've I've probably seen two Halloweens my entire life: the original '78, H2O. That's it. I haven't even seen the original in a very long time. It's it's a different tale, we'll say. Going into this objectively was a little bit easier. I, now, just uh, first, I'm going to say yes. The kills, everybody, they were cool. They're great. We talk about a lot of things on here. We talk about how things, you know, this is good. This is all. Yeah. The kills were fun. And as somebody who doesn't know a whole lot about Halloween or isn't so invested in the series, I feel like there's a small degree of me that kind of gets it. And I feel like I expected a certain Halloween-esque movie or something, things that Michael Myers would do or scare or the thrill, the mystery, the things like that. There was none of that in this at all. Like, you can have all the kills you want and slap the name Halloween on it. doesn't mean it's a fucking Halloween movie at all. At all. And I know that. And I'm not, and I, like I said, I don't, I don't really have a whole lot of, I, I mean, I barely cared to see it. It looked cool. I thought it might be good. Mm-hmm. Then I watched it. And we're sitting, I'm sitting there with seven. By the way, if you watch this with friends, it makes it a little bit easier because, <laughs> I, because everybody puts it into context. Yeah. And like, because when you're watching it by yourself, like for me, like I could have seen there and be like, Maybe I would have liked it. I, I don't know. But I, no, I, felt I like, can tell you right now, watching it so I don't. Was yeah, not I don't fun. think I necessarily would like it. But I'm just saying, like, it, it gave me it, it gave me redemption on the perspective because I was about to say, 
oh, that's fucking stupid. Or maybe one of them said it first, like half-ass or 7D. And I'm like, yeah, I was going to say the same thing or whatever. Like there were some awesome kills in this. Don't get me wrong. But was this a Michael Myers Halloween? No. Absolutely not. Like it, it's it's kind of even silly that anybody can say that they're a Halloween fan. And, and again, I'm coming objectively, can say that they enjoyed this movie for a hol- as a Halloween movie. Because it, it's clearly not. Like, I, I don't know, man. I, I, listen, the the mob mentality things that they were doing, the 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 evil dies tonight bit was just, a, a, oh. and you're going to dive a little bit deeper into that, but my fucking God, like, I, I couldn't take this movie serious. Like, you didn't even really know, what, like, the, the, the direction. Like, it was just weird how they just kind of brought back other characters or, you know, what they did or didn't do with them or, you know, like, I, I thought Halloween to me, and maybe I'm wrong in this and I haven't seen all of them, but, um... I'm pretty sure this was always about suspense more than anything. Halloween, right? especially the original. And and, and I want to kind of go back. And stalkers. Actually, I'm, I'm going I'm to build off of what you just said, but I'm also going to go back to what Panic said. He goes, you know, Panic said, I watched the original late in life and it was kind of boring. And I can understand that. I watched Halloween when I was younger. Mm-hmm. I mean, I had already seen the Friday the 13th. I've already seen a couple of Friday the 13th. Or, I'm sorry, uh, Nightmare on Elm Streets. Some of the Friday the 13th. But... The original Halloween, the thing that made that movie so good is because that was considered, arguably at the time, the very first slasher movie. Mm-hmm. At the time. One of the very first slasher movies. But the way Carpenter did it is, yes, only three people get killed, like, basically on screen. You know, only three people get killed on screen in the original Halloween. But that's not what Carpenter was intending with Michael Myers. It was all about the dream. Is someone going to get killed? Michael standing in. Sh- that's what. If you watch, go back and watch the Halloween man. There, the original Halloween. There are so many great shots in that movie where Michael is just stalking and observing his prey. Okay, at the time, before we got into the Jasons and everything else, where it was just all about the kills. That shit was really scary, because you didn't know Michael's motivation. It was just some dude walking around in a mat. We knew he killed his sister, but he was stalking this girl. He was always like in these weird shots where like Lori's looking out the window and there's the laundry and there's just a dude in a mask and then he's gone. Or there's a scene where uh, her friend is on the phone and she's walking back and forth in the kitchen and out the back door, you just see Michael standing there and then he's gone. You were like, is he going to kill or is he not going to kill? And sometimes he didn't kill. And that was at the time. And even as a kid, when you'd seen Friday the 13th, you were like, man, that's kind of creepy. He's just kind of like hiding around and not doing mm-hmm. anything. You don't know he's going to. But then when he does show up, he's killing people with a knife up close and personal, which is really kind of scary to think about. So it was all about the dread and not knowing. And Zach Dynamo says, love the blood, need the blood. And that's where I think. After Halloween, when Friday the 13th came out and Sleepaway Camp and all this shit were slashing, it was all about the blood and all about the kills. That's where I think it kind of got lost in translation. Mm. And I mean, even Halloween 2, Halloween 4, and Halloween 5, they had more elaborate kills, but the things that those movies did is they still had 
those certain elements from the Carpenter classic. Mm. Michael just standing out in the distance. They're focusing on the characters we're talking, but you see in the distance, in the woods, or in the dark, and in the shadows, you see the white mask. There he is. He's looming. What is he going to do? Is he going to kill now, or is he not? You hear the breathing, but he doesn't strike. You're constantly on edge. And that's what made that movie so good. In the Zom- Rob Zombie movies, you didn't have that. In the last re- in the first reboot with w- that they did in 2018, there were some elements of it, especially the tracking shot as he's walking through the neighborhood. Really interesting. There were some cool like like connection. You're like okay, very similar. But this one, fucking none of it. None of that was here. I didn't. I wasn't fucking worried for one moment in this movie. Concerned or on edge. I was like, cool, yeah, he's showing up and he's standing out in the open and he's stabbing people in the eye. The kills are great. And if you love Friday the 13th and Texas Chainsaw Massacre where the kills, where the slashers really took off about the blood and guts, you'll fucking love this movie. Me, don't call it Halloween. But fuck, man, this is not a Halloween movie. And if anybody has been a fan of this series, it's bullshit. This movie is bullshit. It was just a really bad movie. And, I mean, we're just talking about the comparisons to the original. We're not actually talking about the nonsensical plot. This movie was fucking stupid. It was a stupid-ass movie. They bring back four characters from the original. Four characters. Lonnie, Tommy Doyle, Mary and the Nurse, and Lindsay Wallace. They bring back three characters. Everyone's like, oh, the original fans, the original, like, oh, that's awesome. And we've talked about this previously in movies where they bring characters into the now and they do some bullshit and piece them out. And that's exactly what we got here. Dude, Marion went out like a bitch. She pulls out her gun. This is for Dr. Loomis. Click. Gun's empty. She gets stabbed. Really? This is, this, this is it. Lonnie, played by the great Robert Longstreet that we saw in Midnight Mass. He's playing Lonnie, the little bully kid from the original. Who picks on Tommy Doyle, an incredible actor. He dies off screen. Cool. Like an idiot. His character's an idiot. And then we come to Tommy Doyle, played by Anthony Michael Hall, who I like. I like Anthony. He's Rusty from the original Brian. vacation movie. Brian. Oh, what, 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 what Breakfast movie? Club. Yeah, there you go. Breakfast Club. Brian and Breakfast Club. Anthony Michael Hall. He plays Tommy Doyle. And he is the worst character in this movie. The worst character in this movie. Tommy Doyle fucking sucks. I wish Michael would have killed him in the original. And then Kyle Richards shows up as fucking Lindsay Wallace. And which is cool about that because Kyle Richards, her of the Housewives of Beverly Hills, she actually played the original Lindsay Wallace in Halloween. That's her, the girl, the little girl. That's her. They bring her back to play Lindsay. Awesome. She gets stabbed, or she just, her character just disappears. She doesn't die, but she's just completely removed from the movie after once she goes to the hospital. It's like, okay, that's it. That, that's cool. Zach Dynamite has something for you there. What's Zach did? John Carpenter seems perfectly content working on these new ones. He, dude, look, when you're a producer, you're just getting paid, bro. He's just getting the dividends. He's getting, the, dude, this movie made a ton of money this weekend. Yeah, 50 million. Right. John Carpenter, it doesn't, dude, John Carpenter worked on the, he got credit for writing the second one, and that's widely regarded as a massive disappointment. 
But John, it doesn't, dude, John Carpenter, if he's a producer, he's in it for the money. He doesn't give a fuck what they're doing with his IP. He did the, dude, look, the music, and it was also his grandsons that did it. He did the music, but that has absolutely nothing to do with how the movie is handled. That's all on David Gordon Green. Written by David Gordon Green and Danny McBride. I love John Carpenter. But he got paid a boatload of money to oversee this as a producer and got paid a ton of money to key in a couple strokes of the music while his grandson did the rest. So this it's not like this is like some it's not like Carpenter's going, man, this movie's fucking sweet. And if you see him going, man, this movie's fucking sweet, can you imagine if a producer came out and said, Oh yeah, this movie sucks? Of course he's gonna come out and say it's fucking good. You know what I'm saying? That that's the one thing I, I always love, especially in gaming. When I was like, oh man, so and so said this game was good. Can you imagine if Phil Spencer came out and was like, eh, movie, this game kind of sucks? They're paid to jerk the fucking product off. So no, uh, I I don't believe John Carpenter is is like proud of this. This movie is has absolutely nothing to compare to his original. His original will always be the best Halloween, obviously, but this is a an absolute shit movie. Sorry, go ahead. I know you want to add some more things. I got nothing else to add. Um, but in uh, in terms of like uh the 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 actual the saving grace is we we talked about the gore. Uh, there's some really grisly kills in this movie. Yeah. The fire, the fire brigade getting completely wiped out at the beginning. I mean, people are getting their fucking heads caved in. It's it's gory, and I and I like that. I love gore, but when I watch a Halloween movie, I'm expecting a little bit more than that. If this wasn't Halloween, I'd be like, dude, this is awesome. This is a sweet movie. Uh, heads are caved in, knives going through eyes, and fluorescent light bulbs in the jugular. There's no shortage of carnage here, but um, that's just not what Halloween's all about, dude. It's not about that. Uh, and the other thing about this movie that fucking sucks is its weak ass attempt at social commentary. It missed terribly uh, around mob justice and, and whatnot. I mean, everyone's. I, I love going on social media like, oh man, it's really interesting how it handles mob justice. <laughs> no, it isn't. Look, I get it. Mob justice is a very scary thing. When you have a group of fucking individuals who are nuts, January sixth, who are going ballistic with no civil fucking control, that's scary. But yeah, this movie, its portrayal of my, t- somehow Tommy Doyle goes into a bar and says, hey, evil dies tonight. And the entire mob can go to the hospital with the entire police force there. And and they see a guy who doesn't look anything. Dude, the whole thing gets triggered because a dude walks in in some scrubs and he's bald, no hair. And they're like, that's Michael. That's Michael. Go get him. He's not wearing fucking overalls. He six He's not wearing a fucking white mask. Mm. Dude, nope. Like, look, they're try- like, look, I get it. Mob justice is a fucking terrible thing. It's very scary. But this movie tried so hard to justify it. It's fucking laughable. Mm-hmm. When you have everybody walking through this hospital going, evil dies tonight. I was like, this is so bad. Mm-hmm. That's what we can. We were laughing. This is so bad. We were laughing our asses off. And uh, not long after that is when we actually decided to go watch a wrestling match. Somehow Tommy Doyle manages to get the entire town to turn into a bunch of fucking maniacs with a weak-ass fucking rah-rah mm-hmm. speech at the fucking local pub. This movie fucking sucks. Social commentary, it's so smart. No, it's not. This movie sucks. The way they handle... Mo- Halloween 4 
handles mob justice better than this fucking movie. It wants to seem so clever talking about social commentary. It's not clever, it's stupid. It's nonsensical. The characters are dumb. This movie fucking sucks. And it's an embarrassment that it's Halloween. I know it's the fucking setup for the third one. But, dude, my expectations are so fucking low. It's stupid. Yeah, then they face off face off with two guys with a gun. Dude, and then yeah, the ending is absolutely absurd. Oh, and by the way, Jamie Lee Curtis is in this movie for 15 minutes. She does a Bruce Willis. She shows up at the beginning, screaming in the back of the truck. She shows up in the middle, tripping over herself in the hospital. Do I stay in bed or do I get up and be a part of this fucking cool mob justice? (laughs) And then she shows up at the end to talk to Frank about, if Michael keeps killing, he's transcending. This is a fucking joke. Tommy Jarvis was better than Tommy Dude, Tommy Jarvis... And Friday the 13th Part 7 is a much better fucking nod and, and callback to a character than this has. I mean, it's not Just even saying, close. Two, two Tommies. It's not even close. And Tommy Jarvis's character, his actor, is not even on the same level as fucking Anthony Michael Hall. But, man, Tommy, Lee, Tommy Jarvis, infinitely better than Tommy Doyle. So you didn't like the movie. <laughs> no, I didn't. Oh, just didn't care just, for it. No, yeah. it was like I said, man. It's uh, it's I, a bad movie. I just felt like from having a, a little extra objectivity to it by not being really ever a fan of Crash? it, and not ever caring. I hope you start. You don't know where to start because I've already laid everything out for you, bro. You can't even call this a Halloween, man. Yeah, yeah. Seriously, Crash, you can't. If you want, if, dude, if you sit down right now and tell me, yeah, this is a Michael Myers movie, uh, dude, I'm gonna, I'm. Crash, here's an idea for you. Why don't you, after tonight or tomorrow, get on your phone, take about three to five minutes of your time, record yourself and answer to dude, send it to dude, and do it sideways or... Crash, call in next week. You need time to think about it. Tell me how this is a good Halloween movie. I don't want to hear how it's a good horror movie. Okay? That's different. Tell me how this is a good Halloween movie. Right. Tell me how the whole handling of uh, uh, of social uh, of mob justice is handled well in this movie. I want you to remove the kills and the gore, which are dope, and tell me how this is a good movie. It was okay, not great, but I won't sit down and scroll streaming services to watch it. No. This is right there. Dude, challenge accepted. Bring it. I'll be waiting next week, Crash. Oh, so you guys want to do this on air next week? Oh, dude, I'll do this on air. Dude, and I mean, I, dude, I want you to sit down and watch the Carpenter Classic, maybe some of the sequels, and tell me how this belongs even in the same discussion, bro. Bring right. it. Next week, we got a fight I night. I am excited to have this conversation. All right, fight night. It'll be a great conversation. It's Halloween week next week. That's right. Be a lot of stuff to talk about. I'm down, dude. Excellent. Bring all those points, and it will be civil. I might get heated because I'm a, a Halloween, I'm a fan, dude. I'm a I'm a huge fan. I'm a huge fan. Oh, 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 cuddles. Our call log is full next week. Sorry. Oh. Uh, can we can we bump uh, somebody's lame excuses for not liking a comedy that week by chance? You rock. Hey, rewatch. No, I mean, look, dude, Crash. You don't have to. Watch, you can stop at five. I mean, I would even say four. I would watch say Halloween one through four. Don't and skip three. Three, three is three is a good movie. If you just forget that it's not Halloween, it's not Michael Myers. It's it's a cool concept. It's a cool concept. 
Um, uh, Rick <laughs> Ruck, uh, is it Rick Rickman? I think I can't remember what his name. He said is. Peacock. Um, the Halloween Two is is it's a follow up. It's not as good as Carpenters, but has some of the same elements. But I would just stop at four. Don't watch five. Don't watch Curse of the Michael My- Curse of Michael. Don't watch Resurrection. H two O. I would watch. I would watch H two O. Yeah, I'm a big fan of H two O. H two O is basically tr- did what they're trying to do with this over the course of three movies, mm-hmm. empowering Jamie Lee Curtis, help you know having her character confront her fears, and H two O had some of the best moments compared to like the original in terms of Michael stalking and appearing in the distance. It was a very dude that H two O is highly underrated. Okay, H two O is highly underrated. I would watch Halloween one, two, four, and H two O. You get into five and six. That's the Thorn trilogy. That's where they get into the super, like the fucking cult stuff. It's really stupid. Resurrection's terrible. But I would watch. Uh, I would watch those four movies. See, and for me, I wouldn't really watch most of them because I don't really care. But I will tell you that this is not a great movie at the very least, subjectively. So. Uh, Cuddles is right. Peacock does have all the leprechauns. I, I have Peacock for the rest of the month. I'll watch all those horror movies on there. They got a good selection of horror movies on there. Give me go, me lad. <laughs> Absolutely. I cannot wait for Crash to call him next week. All right, so we got to mark that. Can't forget that. That's going to be a good time. Crash, I appreciate you, man. That's going to be a good conversation. All right, let's move on to a much, much better horror movie. I use horror loosely. Horror, yeah, because it's really loosely. not necessarily Let's talk about The Night House. Let's talk about it. This is available now on digital. It came mm-hmm. out earlier this year. Uh, it's directed by David Bruckner, who handled movies like VHS. Somebody in the chat actually mentioned VHS. I think it was, uh, I think it was Jimmy Z. Uh, directed VHS, The Ritual, and Southbound. It's starring Rebecca Hall, Sarah Goldberg, Vondi Curtis Hall, which is awesome. Vondi Curtis Hall was actually in Coming to America. He's the guy that meets, um, they, he bumps into Hakeem at the basketball game. He's like, hey. You're from Zamunda. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's him. And uh, he's also in Die Hard, too. Um, but he's good. In it. And then uh, Evan Janaget uh, is the uh, the husband, the mysterious husband. Yeah. And great actor. Let me tell you right now, dude. The Night House, it's listed as horror, and there are horror elements to it. But, and Seven Dungeons will appreciate that this is a psychological horror. Mm. This is a psychological, supernatural horror movie. That leans more into the psychological side of things, mm-hmm. but there is a lot of good tension mm-hmm. and a lot of good dread that builds throughout. The, uh, David Bruckner does a really mm-hmm. good job of this, but the thing yeah. that makes this movie work is Rebecca Hall, the yeah. lead performance in this. She is incredible. She is absolutely incredible. Basically, what happens is her. Uh, you cannot say this. Is worse than five, we, six. Oh, uh, well, come on, man! Can't it's, wait till then. Crash is still trying to justify. Well, on the next topic, Crash. You yeah. cannot say this is worse than oh. five, six, and Resurrection is worse. Uh, no, five and six are better than this. This is right there with Resurrection. I'm gonna watch everything. I'll bring my fucking notes. You better bring your notes. You better come with something better than that. Yeah, that's not a good. You start. better come with something. Say you better come with something better than you. You cannot say this is worse than five and six. Yes, I can. Keep in. And I did. Keep with the context. The Twitch is way behind, and so is your thought process. This is not worse than five and six, dude. Five and six are bad. This is shit. So you better have. I hope your notes are better than that. But uh, this is, um, yeah, this is a dark supernatural thriller. Uh, it keeps you locked in because of Rebecca Hall. 
Basically, Rebecca Hall plays this woman whose husband has just killed himself. Uh, there's a note, a mysterious note. And in the process of grieving, she does a little bit of investigating and finds out there's a little bit more to her husband. Mm-hmm. He might have been hiding some Then things. she realized he might have been hiding some things. And the way this movie works <laughs> yeah, is... The reason I really like this movie tone is because mm-hmm. as it's building up to its reveal, mm-hmm. you're getting your information about the husband. And immediately you're kind of like, I was drawing conclusions like, man, this guy's a fucking scumbag. You know, this guy is, man, he's a really shit human being. And there's a couple of things that we talked about. There's a scene in the movie where Rebecca's dreaming and there's some stuff happening and we're like, oh man, okay. Now we know what happened to these people and whatnot. But then as you move further into the movie and you start to realize there's a, a malevolent force that's working behind the scenes. Is there? Is, is there? the husband as... Is there? Is there. Because, there is. There because is. Because I, I don't think we've baked your noodle on that one yet. Maybe you have thought about that, but... I have thought about it. I, is I've there? Thought, I, dude, I've thought about it because based on, the, uh, on what she says... When she says, um, at the begin- or when she describes her death, yeah, she died. This like Rebecca Hall's character died when she was younger, and she was like, and, and people asked me, "What did you see? What did you see?" Not a goddamn thing. And she said nothing. She said nothing. And when you yeah, look, Pika. when you look at the husband's letter, he says, "Nothing is after you. There's nothing there. Nothing." is after you. And when you think that, when you think that at first, you're thinking, oh, nothing. There's nothing there after you. But as we find out, there is a demonic presence. And that says, I have been following you since you died. And that presence, in my opinion, and that's what I love about this movie, there's room for interpretation. (laughs) Yeah, because... A lot of interpretation. But the way that the, 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 the demonic presence is like, I've been following you since you died. You, basically, this is like death saying, no, you're supposed to be with me. It's Final Destination. Yeah. And when it says, I've been following you, and then you find out that this has been the influence for the husband, man, this this turns out, it changes your perspective, in, in my opinion, anyways. It changes my perspective of what I was expecting of the husband. Because early on in the movie, you're thinking, this husband is a shit person. He's doing terrible things. But. Mm-hmm. There's some so, there's something behind it. Okay, so like because I want to watch this again because I have like multiple theories because I'm not fully convinced what you just said is necessarily mm. what actually was going on. Oh, okay. Because we've seen we've all seen Fight Club and what Tyler Durden did to himself and said that uh, he was getting yeah, you know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. Especially in the bathroom scene, I was like, eh, is this really what we think it is, or is it what else could be? Because Bitch is fucking crazy. <laughs> okay, so you're thinking Rebecca Hall's character is nuts. Potentially, she's schizophrenic. And because because you're looking at and the trauma. fact that they're trauma from the her husband killing right. herself without much of an explanation. What was 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 she in on it? What you know, like what was more importantly, like did he did he change his his living status because maybe she was fucking crazy? Ooh, man, wow. You know this what I'm is, um, There's That's what I'm saying. Like, I was interpreting two or three different things at one time here, so I'm not fully convinced any one thing is necessarily what was going on. Like, when, she, you know, like, towards the end, she's chilling in the boat or talking to her. Is she? Or is she having a psychotic break? 
See, I, 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 I looked at it as, you know, when she explained her story, there was nothing there. And then she told her husband, you know, nothing was there. Or maybe he's saying but literally. Then whatever, but, but then we find out that this force or whatever it is, when it's explained to her, you were supposed to be with me. Or you she, died. Well, let me, let right, me, let me explain right. this first. He sa- it says, you're supposed to be with me. Right. And so he started to whisper to the husband. Yeah. And so the husband knew that this thing existed. The husband knew. That's why he was acting to protect his wife. He was committing his acts. He built that house. If you look at the book that, that he was reading, there's an underlying passage that says that that um, voodoo figure it's, was used to distract or confuse uh, uh, a, a demonic Sure, presence. sure. In the way so that's building. why he had that right, house right. over there to confuse it. Yeah. It had the, 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 the voodoo figure over there to confuse it. And that's why when he was picking out women that looked like his wife, yeah. to confuse it. But eventually it was just like, nah, man, I ain't buying your bullshit. Right. And the husband was obviously living with the guilt of right. killing these women. That's why he took his own life. Plus, he probably didn't want to fucking but, hear from the, the the force anymore. Are we sure? Like that's that's. that's I mean, well, I mean, are, I mean, are you that's sure? A, that's why I'm, I'm not. Sure? No, because that's, that's why I think it's a great right. So that's that's the point. Is I'm trying to say, like, he says nothing is after you. Well, what if he, that's him just finally tired of her bullshit whispering in his ear? Maybe he thought when he said nothing is after you. Maybe he was like, well, nothing I've has got to, this thing. I've got this thing under control over here. Maybe because we looked at if you read them, if you remember reading. The only way that that voodoo thing works is that people interact with it. And she picked it up way after when she went over the first time she picked it up. So now she's tied to it. So now it knows who she is. So maybe he didn't expect her to find out about it. So when he was like, nothing is after you, it's because he thought, look, I've got everything. I've got everything corralled. You know, it's over here in this house. Nobody knows this house is here. What if she, in her, and like maybe he just completely was like subservient to her. What Mm -hmm. if in her psychosomatic or whatever was the one whispering in his ear and he's, and she's saying something's after whatever the reason Mm -hmm. he's trying to say, like his reservation is there's nothing after you. I'm sick of your bullshit. Bam. Mm -hmm. You know, we, I don't know. Like, I feel like there's a lot of different ways. Yeah, but did she ever, did that? I mean, and I'm just asking, did it ever lead on that? This was something that she always talked about. Not necessarily because I, my interpretation was is that she died, nothing was there, but then this thing was reaching to him. This thing was speaking right, to him, and she didn't even know that's about it. I think nothing. I feel like that's what the movie wants everybody to think. But my point is, mm-hmm. is I don't necessarily think think it's as um is as obvious as that necessarily either. I think there's a lot more things going on because you got to explore like trauma and mm-hmm. like oh, all absolutely. kinds of different things going on. So. Uh, you know, if there's one layer of it saying this, I thought there's also because the way it looks like, like I said, like if you think like Fight Club, like Tyler Durden has a break and he's beating himself up saying it's a Fight Club and people are like, That's you true. know, uh, Helena Bonham is like, what are you talking about? You were just in here fucking me and now you're walking. You know what I mean? Like the different like breaks in that in that mental psych. I got kind of vibes that maybe she because if you look at the way she was sitting in that bar and freaking out over the letter and like well, she the, way, incredibly she, the way she changed yeah. her acting. Right. Like so. You know what if? Because I said this early on to 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 the wife. I'm like, you don't see, you don't always see him necessarily. Like her perspective, almost when she's seeing this stuff, is like she's seen that before. So right. was she involved ever at some point? That's interesting. So th- th- that's what I'm saying. Like I just feel feel like that. I'm not com- I'm not fully convinced. And I want to watch this movie again. But the point is, I know I feel like we just completely 
And I apologize. We'll get it back. This to was a very spoiler full review, but even then, it doesn't. It, it, uh, the thing it's really difficult. But even to, then, it's not like you it's, watch. It, it's really difficult like, to spoil yeah, a movie that's left wide open for interpretation. That's, and that's my point. Like I feel like I I feel like if we watch this again, and maybe you're right. Maybe it is as obvious as you said, and it's supposed to be that way. I felt like. That you can I don't even at, think it was that obvious, man. When I came to that conclusion, I was like, "Oh, f- I had to think about." Well, it. in some in some way in some ways, sure. But I'm saying, like, I was looking at a whole other layer of it that I don't know necessarily that maybe everybody did or maybe you didn't even. I was looking at it more like, like, is 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 she more sent? She's clearly center of it, but is she more the cause that's creating these effects? Mm-hmm. And see, well, and too. I think you know when you look at his letter. You know, when you say – I think when you look at his letter, it fits your perspective because he's like, look, I'm out. Nothing is after you. Right. I'm out. Right. But then from my perspective, when she's like nothing was there and something speaking to him – He's talking he's, of the nothing that's something. He's talking about nothing. So I think, yeah, there, there's a lot of ways to look at that right. note and how you can interpret it compared to everything else that's she's going on She's dealing with trauma him. and loss and different things yep. like – Throughout whatever, like we don't really get to explore a whole lot of what she was doing while he was doing all this stuff. Like, was she just living the square life? We don't really know, right. but we just know that for some reason, whatever happens to him creates this crazy trauma. Did it also create um, uh, everything else as well too? Like, mm-hmm. you know, maybe she was making his life a fucking living hell, and Possibly. we don't know that because we don't know his perspective. I feel like though, if you don't explain that, it's like, like, look, it, it's one thing to make a movie that's open for interpretation. But you have to lay the facts down in some degree, whether it's obvious it's or whether it's subtle. You know, you can't be like, in my opinion, anyways, if if she was like hounding him and, and just dropping all sorts of crazy shit on him, I would have liked to have seen some scenes with that context. I would because have I feel too. like, like again, you can leave stuff open for interpretation, but you have to have the facts laid out throughout the movie to be able to say, well, here. There's this. There is no scene that shows that she's driving him nuts. There is no scene that shows well, she's kind of, I'm just saying that I'm just sure. Saying. I'm just saying, but but he was he was doing bad stuff. Like who's really the cause? Like I just felt like, you know, when she is in those scenes and she's she's uh talking to her friends and everything like this, and every scene clearly she's dealt with loss and that's hard. Yeah. Everybody deals with it differently. But the way she was flipping on and off with a switch with that shit was just telling says, me like Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Continue. Continue. Yeah, yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> He's right, not right. wrong. Right, but I mean, that's that's kind of my point. Like, I just felt like they're they're they were hinting at things that maybe we didn't see because we didn't really necessarily get his perspective. And again, like, why is she seeing all these scenes that he would be doing all this stuff? Like, she's dreaming this stuff. Was the nothing showing her that, or was it because that's again, maybe true. she was she was looking through the fucking windows and seeing the stuff? It wasn't from his perspective or in the same room all the time either. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, again, it's something that I feel like needs to be rewatched maybe once or twice, but I, I don't feel like um, that there's really a whole main answer. And maybe there is. Maybe the writer or the director can tell us that. And I hope they I don't. just know that, like, the, the, the main thing that everybody got from what I've dabbled in reading mm-hmm. was similar to you, and I was getting, like, something, like, kind of different from that as well, and too. That's, and that's why and, and Pika says this was a good movie. This is a really good movie. Like, it's a it's, really good fucking it's movie. It's kind of a slower burn. Like I said, it's listed as a horror, and there are horror elements. There are multiple scenes where I was yeah. just like, because of the performance of Rebecca Hall, and because of the setting, more scenes like where I was just kind of like locked I in. Was I was fucking blink. creeped out yeah. 
numerous times to the point I screamed at my kid for banging on her door when the cat was trying to get in there because I couldn't tell if it was in the fucking movie or in my home, yeah. and it gave me goosebumps just even trying to decipher the two because no, it was I was fucking creeped out. I was on edge. An in this incredibly movie. creepy psychological supernatural. I don't horror think film. there needs to be a sequel to this at all. Is there a sequel plan? I mean, I, I don't know how I don't know how this did at the box office. I know it was critically acclaimed. Um, and again, Rebecca Hall has proven that she is a very talented actress. She's incredibly good in what she does. And I mean, she, the thing that I love about her in this movie is she, her performance is that of somebody who is going Crazy. through the hardest of times. Crazy. I mean, there are every scene, her character seems to be like on the verge of a complete and mental breakdown, Str- like f- straight out emotional outbursts. Her eyes are always like welling up, like they're right there. And it's, she is just so convincing and so good. And she commands the screen. I mean, with the exception of her friend and Bonnie Curtis Hall, this is her movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is her flick. And she fucking carries it the entire way. Mm-hmm. And the ending is left wide open for mm-hmm. interpretation. I wouldn't say it's open for a sequel. I mean, I'm concerned that if they go the sequel route, it's just going to be to exploit some stuff that maybe I, I don't know, man, this, you know how I am with horror stuff. Like I understand some movies are left open for sequels. You know, some things are meant to have a sequel. I watch this. I'm all about a movie that ends and you just talk about it for the fucking end of time. Yeah. And, and I, you know, I think J Hill at the end of the day for me, like, um, cause I totally agree with everything. Like he thought, like everything he thought, but like I kept getting this thought process again that, you know, everything that was literally everything mm-hmm. that she might see hear, footprints, whatever it is that she might have been making it up in her head because of her trauma. And that's and that's something I never thought about, but it's an interesting perspective. Like I think that's and that's what makes this movie so good. So if you guys and girls are looking for a good flick to watch, thought provoking, but still bring more fucking horror elements than anything in Halloween kills. Mm-hmm. This is the movie you want to watch. It's that good. Really it's super good. engaging. If you're looking for blood and guts and all that shit, you're not going to find it here. This is a thought-provoking, psychological, supernatural horror movie that is incredibly well acted, incredibly directed, and it's just it's it's engaging. But it's also literally terrifying. Like it's it's really just like uh, like yeah. you're on edge through a lot of this movie. Yep. So definitely check it out. Tone, we're moving on to something I know you're really, really fucking excited to talk about. We're going to talk about some trailers. We're going to talk about a trailer. One trailer that we want to talk about tonight before we get into some multiple other trailers that are tied to the next topic. This movie is slated to drop in February. The trailers have just started to come out. Uh, this actually had an advanced on an advanced screening. It doesn't come out till February. It's fucking mid October. Screening an advanced screening, and it has been met with a lot of acclaim. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is called The Black Phone. It's directed by Scott Derrickson, who has directed movies such as Sinister, which is a fucking great horror film. He directed Doctor Strange, and he directed The Exorcism of Emily Rose. So. Clearly talented with horror and cosmic stuff. Uh, oh, hold on a second. You have oh, who won? <clears throat> who won? 
No, I think somebody's trying to enter again. You may only enter. Oh, oh, crap. How are we doing? Don't don't forget, everybody out there, if you have not yet typed exclamation point enter in the chat. You have, like, literally five minutes. You got five minutes. So five we'll minutes. Watch this trailer, and then we'll get a winner. Five minutes to potentially win this gift card. I don't what? know. I haven't seen Jay McKenzie get out there, Just Canadian, Kate0987, Lily, any of you all out there. Make sure exclamation point enter. Get in there for a chance. Get in PSM. there for a we chance. We added Amazon to win. Uh, Ann House came in here and said, "Hey man, my wife wants a fucking Amazon gift card." So now we have twenty dollars Amazon gift card if you want to choose that. Yeah, and he's so, not here, mother trucker. PSN, Xbox, eShop, Steam, Amazon, iHop. Even if you want, let's figure it out. There we go. All right, let's check out the trailer for Black Phone starring Ethan Hawke. Oh, convenient crash. That man has come a long way, a long ways from Dead Poet Society. Let me tell you that. Uh, dude, when I seen this trailer drop and I watched it, I was like, holy shit. Yeah. Holy shit. And then I did some reading up and I seen that it did an advanced screening and it was met with critical acclaim. And when I watched this trailer, and I told you about this before the, before we did the show. Uh, yes, he was in sinister. He was in sinister. The, when I watched this trailer, I got the same vibes watching Ethan Hawke in this role, much like I did James McAvoy in the split trailer. Mm. Because this is this is a departure from what we're used to seeing from Ethan Hawke. Mm. Much like James McAvoy in the role of split, like, that was a departure. And uh, uh, has this been out for a bit? I feel like I read or saw something. It, it doesn't come out to February, dude. They, there's a lot of press going on about it because of the advanced screening. Uh, there's a lot of people praising Ethan Hawke's performance. But in order for something like this to work, you have to have a menacing villain. You have to have somebody. And if it's anything, I mean, what I was reading is that this is kind of like a spiritual successor to Sinister, which is a fucked up movie. Sinister is a really fucked up movie. That's what you said. I need to watch that. Uh, the sequel was, was, wasn't nearly as good. But the first Sinister movie is really, really good. And you have the same director. You obviously have Ethan Hawke in a completely different type of performance. Uh, this trailer was dope, dude. Mm-hmm. Like, I am legitimately excited for this movie. That looks awesome. <laughs> it looks really fucking creepy and awesome. Hey! Uh, exclamation mark claim Zach there. Dynamite! Exclamation, exclamation point claim. There it is. Congrats. There you go, Zach Dynamite. Congratulations, sir. We appreciate you. Tell Barley we said what up. Get yourself uh, a PSN, Xbox, eShop, Steam, or Amazon code of your choice for 20 bucks. Let us know uh, during the show or after in the Discord, and we will get that code to you directly. Mm. But, uh, yeah, dude, I was really hyped with this trailer. Like, this just looks really – it's creepy as fuck. Anything that involves, like, child abduction, especially as a parent, is scary. Mm. You know, you think about that, you're like, man, I don't know if I can watch this, but – it just looks, it looks incredibly creepy. It looks incredibly creepy. And I love the fact how the, the, the killer's previous victims are kind of like acting as a supernatural guide mm-hmm. to help this kid get out of this, get out of this situation. And um, this looks fucking dope, man. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited for this. Hype. <laughs> so February 4th, we're going to go see this movie. Now, I think it's interesting, man. I mean, if we have advanced screenings going on, mm-hmm. why is this not out in October? Why have we not gotten an advanced screening? That's a better question. Why has Banter and Babble not gotten an advanced screening 
of uh, the Black Phone. But yeah, why not? Why not October? It's interesting because I mean, if you're doing advanced screenings, the movie's done. It has to be close to done, unless there's some fucking they're they're watching it without any editing, which would be really weird. I mean, so it's I mean that's maybe because Halloween up. came out, maybe because Bond's out, maybe because. We got uh, Eternals in two weeks, maybe because what you know, Antler. I, who knows? Maybe they just figured that'd be a good area where there's not a whole lot that they can, uh, you That's know. That's true too. Plus, everything's been pushed back, so I mean, everyone's kind of squeezed. There's something there. going on, yeah. So who knows? But um, no, high expectations for this, especially with everyone that's involved. The director of Sinister, you got Ethan Hawke, a creepy premise. This could be uh, a pretty good flick. Too. I'm really excited to check this out. So nice showing there. Moving on to our next topic. This is the topic. That Tone was super hard on about because he's a huge DC guy, more more so than Marvel. And this past weekend, DC Fandom 2021 took yeah. place. A lot of crazy a shit. A lot of all crazy over. Shit. Lot. I'd say, arguably, this is one of the biggest like DC events. Like just generally in the wild, wild that generated some interesting buzz because it wasn't really just about movies. It was actually on ground level floor. It got big with action figures and some of the McFarlane line. Yeah. What, what, what stood out to you in the uh, McFarlane line? Anything interesting? Uh, Swamp Thing. Swamp Thing? Action figure. There's a version of uh, one of the new 52, I think, that is a GameStop exclusive that cool GameStop's getting exclusives <laughs> and still surviving. You'll or still whatever, be there buying it. No. No? But I do. Well, I mean, it's cool, but I don't care enough about But I do like Swamp Thing generally. I think the Swamp Thing figure looked really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some other characters too. Like, uh, listen, I don't really get too deep into the DC buying and I haven't bought any of that line yet, but the Swamp Thing might actually be the first one that I debate really hard. That'd be pretty dope, man. It's not a figure you see a whole lot of, you know? Was Heather Locklear in the original or the second Swamp Thing? God, Jesus, I don't fucking remember. Let's I haven't see. even seen the first one since I was a kid. Oh man. It's been a long time since yeah. I watched fucking Swamp Thing. I was obsessed with it, though, as a kid. Oh, uh, Pikachu, you are going. We are going to go watch this. We're going to get a crew together. We're going to go watch fucking uh, The Black Phone. I can assure you of that. But uh, we have a bedtime. Good night, Pikachu. Thanks for hanging out. Thanks for coming out Friday night. We appreciate you. We love you. And we will talk to you soon. We have Tone. Four trailers. There were even more than four. There were a lot of trailers. Zoink, Scoob. From DC Fandom. We picked out four, two movies, two games, things that we want to talk about. But the one trailer I think most people were anticipating. As always. As expected and as should be. As always. The upcoming Matt Reeves directed The Batman, starring everybody. Everybody. <laughs> kind of, yeah. Let's check out this trailer for The Batman. Woo! Amazing trailer. I mean, honestly, man, that's, that's, and honestly, man, that's the last trailer I want to see. Yeah, I don't want you to don't have know. to show me. That was a lengthy trailer. There's a lot of stuff they reveal in there. We still haven't seen a full shot of Paul Dano as the Riddler. Andy Serkis inspired casting as Alfred. Same with Jeffrey Wright as Gordon. I agree with Zach Dynamite. I love uh, Jeffrey Wright. I think Jeffrey Wright is criminally underrated. Oh, my God, um, yes. Him as Gordon is a fucking dope-ass choice. Uh, Andy Serkis, again, it's it's like, man, they take, they take these actors with these awesome English accents. You know, you look at Jeremy Irons as Alfred. You know, uh, and, and Michael Caine is Albert. They had these prolific actors with these very distinct voices playing the voice of reason for Bruce Wayne. Mm-hmm. And Andy Serkis is a fucking fine choice. Like, I'm really on board with that. But, yeah, Jeffrey Wright as Gordon. That's fucking dope, dude. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. a dope-ass choice. I'm really excited about it. That was a sweet trailer, though. I mean, uh, even um, Kravitz, as Zoe Kravitz as Catwoman, I think she's going to crush it. What was she in earlier this year that we had saw? Oh, uh, she was in, um, 
She's a really good actress, too. Oh, she's really good. I loved her in Mad Max. She was really good in Mad Max Fury Road. But in recently, yeah, there was another movie was she, she was in. in. That's what happens when you're old. It was something this year because we were like, oh, yeah, she's going to be Catwoman as well, too. Uh, I can't get or Pattison. I can't get on. Uh, get in? You can't get in? I don't think he's, you're probably not his type, Trick. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you get or you either, buddy. Yeah, sorry, bud. So, I mean, it's probably. Spare parts. You can't get over Pattison. I, I can. I think Pattison has done a great job at after the whole fucking. We say, we, I'm always going to go back to what people thought about Keaton doing Batman. Yep. And what uh, Jack Nicholson's going to be as Joker. Yep. And then what Heath Ledger was going to do for yep. Joker and now look. But I mean, and the thing is, like, like those actors, Pattinson has done some incredible work since getting away from what was the fucking vampire shit? Twilight. Twilight. Since getting away from Twilight, Pattinson has put on some, has shown an incredible amount of range. He's clearly a talented actor. Mm-hmm. He's incredibly talented. I think he's going oh to God, crush it as guys. Batman. Um, I think he's going to do a great job as Wayne. Now, whether or not we get down, uh, uh, get on board with his, you know, his interpretation of Bruce Wayne remains to be seen. But there is one thing I, nobody can argue, in my opinion, is that whether or not he's a talented actor, and he is incredibly talented. And uh, I think it's going to be really interesting to see what his portrayal of Bruce Wayne is going to be like. Reaping cherry, my God. Oh my God! Oh, God, it's the pre- so, remember yeah. we said he was probably the best actor in that. Yeah. Um, dude, Crash Lighthouse is amazing. I have not seen Good Time. Lighthouse is amazing. I love Good Times. Is that a Oh, no, no, wrong. No, that's not a show. You're, well, it's because you're a scumbag and you're mad that uh, Fuji Spa is closed. Um, but overall, I mean, the trailer time, I mean, what, what, is there anything about this movie that you're you're concerned about or the thing that you're looking forward to? I mean, dude, did you read the article that this is going to be close to a three hour awesome. noir? Okay. That's, I think, with the detective um, story. That That's, see, yeah, exactly. What is wrong with the Twilight, dude? That's a great question. There's nothing. There's nothing wrong. We're excited. You know, let's be excited. You know, um, you know, I don't know about those movies necessarily, and I will not watch them. Nice try again. I know what you're trying to do there, but um, no, I think he's going to be great at this. I'm really excited because this is going to explore more of the actual noir detective side of Batman that we don't always get. Mm-hmm. It's more of the actiony or more of like the modern life take like with the Christian Bale and the Nolan movies and things like this. I think we're going to get to see a little bit of and he's it's like a younger Batman and like younger Alfred, so it's I think early in that years as well too, which I find very that transitional phase. Yep, he's still, he's still he, may, to Yeah, it. maybe, you know, so or maybe he's more of the detective side of things. Yeah, just is. just a different interpretation of Batman. And that's the great yeah. thing with especially DC that recognizes the fact now Marvel's going to the multiverse of madness, but DC has always been very open about understanding the different uh, earths and dimensional earths or whatever. So they, they've openly used those doors for many years. Let's get to the next trailer. We talked about Batman. Now this is the next, this is the one that you've been waiting for. You've been waiting for. We know that they've been working on a flash movie, right? You're a huge fan of Ezra Miller. Let's yeah. check out You're a troll. Let's check out the trailer. Of <laughs> the flash movie. <laughs> It's the same thing they did again when Heath Ledger was chosen to be Joker. Everybody's like, what? What? Just to clarify, this is fan art. This is not an actual shot from the movie, but it's incredible fan art. Yeah. <laughs> it's really good. He got Ezra and he got Michael Keaton, but clearly that is uh, Michael Keaton talking and narrating throughout the trailer. We get him back as Bruce Wayne and Batman. 89 Batman, baby. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how this works, man. I mean, I... I got to feel like, I mean, I don't know 
how this flash story is going to play out, but I know that you, br- if you want to get people hyped, you bring back Michael Keaton as Batman. Uh, Batman. And that's why I'm mostly excited for this is because I really liked Michael Keaton's Batman. I don't give a fuck what people, if people don't like the, the choice beforehand, I thought Michael Keaton's Batman and his portrayal as Bruce Wayne were exceptional. I, I just love this character. And I think he fit Tim Burton's vision of that character. Um, you know, I, do I think Michael Keaton would have worked in a Christopher Nolan Batman movie? Probably not, but in a in, in a Tim Burton setting, in a Tim Burton movie, Michael Keaton was a phenomenal. Batman. You want to get nuts? Let's get let's nuts. get nuts. No, he he is the uh, best Batman, and I'm going to be biased. Uh, f- live action Batman to the day I die. And um, listen again, he got a lot of flack for being Batman. Comedic guy coming in, and um, you know we can't sit here and do the same thing that people are doing to Pattinson either. I'm telling you, every it's going to be generational. We're going to get new Batman. It's going to happen for you know probably the rest of our days. You either just got to adapt and change, or just don't watch the damn movie. But you got to realize it's going to happen. So um, I yeah, he was fine by he was fine as Bruce. He was fine as Batman. I had no issue with him uh, as Bruce even too. He was more that stoic kind of Bruce. I felt like, yep. and if you look at the Batman the animated series that is some of the best of all time Batman anything, it was definitely very shaded modeled after kind of that stoic version of Keaton. So, right. you know, uh, I'd rather just kind of continue with that as well too. Uh, how do you, I mean, you're, you're just, are you just simply, I mean, what is your, what is your beef with Ezra Miller's portrayal of the flash compared to Grant Gustin? Grant Gustin is an incredible actor. And one of the things about flash TV series uh, is that, uh, the actors in it are very, very good actors. Now, don't get me wrong. It gets WB, gets campy, it gets fucking drama, fine. But the actors in Flash, even compared compared to Arrow, the actors in Flash are really good actors. Like, the main characters are really good. Grant Gustin's an incredible actor. He just has this very great presence about him. He's not, like, Barry is kind of a jokey guy. Yeah. But Ezra, like, I feel like every time Ezra tries to make a joke, it just, it's like he slips on a banana peel, and I don't, I don't find the, I don't find it funny. <laughs> like, it's not, it's not enjoyable to me. But Grant Gustin all around, because the TV series has been out, and everybody wanted Grant to be the Flash guy, because, listen, Flash has been a, is a hard character for many years for people to enjoy and get into, myself included. I never give a shit about the Flash. Now, the original TV series, I, I know, or the original guy that played him, I can't think of his name, um, he gets, he gets to play uh, Flash's dad in the TV series is really neat nod um but this was the first time that tv series that i gave a shit about flash right you know and and they did a great job now i'm not talking about the comics i'm just i don't because i don't read the comics but just in any form of media outside of the comics and then all of a sudden you have dc's like oh well marvel's doing these sweet movies we gotta do the same thing and they tap somebody else like ezra when they have a really good established uh not only honestly flash but also technically green arrow they could have tapped as well too to some degree and they didn't, and and it's it's really a shame because uh, you know Grant will always be my Flash of preference. And uh, listen, I, I just don't find Ezra being that enjoyable of an actor. Yeah, I was gonna say take it. I'm going to. Um, so you know, take it or leave it. We've talked about it numerous times. Drinking but, anymore? You know, Grant. I mean, Grant's good, but he's you know Ezra. You wouldn't even know. I know. I wouldn't know. But I'm gonna say that just so I can trigger you once in a while. Cool, man. Because I get off on real it. edgy. I, I, it is. It is edgy. Makes for a great stuff. Uh, How you holding up? You doing all right? Yeah, continue. Doing good? All right. Now, time to move on to the video game side of things. We've got a couple of games that we got some big trailers for. Um, these Both these games are slated for 2022. First up, let's check out Warner Brothers Games Montreal's Gotham Knights story trailer. Crash, they're building up for Batman to potentially go into more, so he signed on. Step into the night. 
cool. Florida Vowels, Gotham Knights. Tony, I want to get your initial thought. I mean, what do you know about the Court of Owls, if anything? I mean, what what is I don't really know anything about the Court of Owls, so if somebody wants to educate Crash, anybody else that knows anything about the Court um, of Owls. Yeah, I'm definitely 50-50 on it, Perfect Wolf, just because it's not Rocksteady involved in it, I guess. I hate to say that. I'm excited because it's it's using the characters they're using. I believe that's... Uh, is that Damien is Robin? I don't know if it's Damien is Robin for sure, but we got red. Yeah, it would be technically. Um, it's just it's a that's a you know that's a cool. I think it's a unique take, and I think it's what we see with some, what they're doing with some of the MCU. They're bringing some of these more obscure characters. These aren't like your. This is a Gotham Knights game without Batman. I mean, Bruce Wayne's pulls, dead. These are some of these other characters that maybe we're not familiar with. That gives them an opportunity to. Carry a game that gets you into it, mm-hmm. and this is an action RPG. You can be played with up to uh, with with another friend, but it's an open world action RPG, which could be really interesting. I mean, depending on what the combat is like and and, and whatnot, you know, is this going to be a Dark Souls type action RPG? Probably or is it going to be something a little bit more accessible. Yeah, uh, Carl says they are a violent cabal who use architecture and murder to wield political influence throughout history. Their okay, legend that's is kind of what I thought, but. Their legend is told only through whispers and a nursery rhyme that bears their name. To carry out their interests, they employ a breed of highly trained assassins known as talents. The leaders of the organization appear to be human and wear owl masks on their faces. The rest of the court, on the other hand, are mutated and appear to be actually be human owl hybrids. The owl-like distorted face. That sounds fucked up. So, either way. Neat. I mean, that's I mean, cool. Like, 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 cool. Like, like I, said, cool. I like the fact that we're getting some of these more obscure yeah, characters. Yeah, mainly got Blanco. They're it. getting their own game. Uh, it's going to be an open world yeah. action RPG. I mean, RPG, you say that, piques my interest. You know, what kind of abilities can you unlock? That's going to be all the biggest thing. What kind of world are you, is there going to be there to explore? Mm-hmm. Uh, Warner Brother Montreal is a good developer. It'll be really interesting. But I know there's something we want to talk about after you watch this next show because it's interesting to think that there are two big DC games coming from Warner Brothers, but they're not interlinked, mm-hmm. which is weird. So uh, the last big trailer we want to talk about is Suicide Squad, uh, Kill the Justice League. We got our next story trailer. This is coming out next year as well. Let's check that out. This one looks fucking dope. You know, um, who was it that just said uh, it reminds him of Guardians of the Galaxy? Uh, oh, Perfect Wolf says, again, 50-50. I got to see some gameplay of both games. I'm getting Guardians of the Galaxy vibes with this one. Honestly, when I watched this trailer, I, you know, look, I love Rocksteady. The first vibes that I got from this was like a Borderlands game. It's going to be over the top. It's, a four, it's, a, it's an action-adventure shooter with up to four friends, you know, four-player co-op. It's got that over-the-top humor. It's got that action. I got Borderlands vibes from this, and with these characters, I could totally be on down. I could be on board with that. If it's a Borderlands-type open-world uh, action-adventure shooter, four-player, yeah, yeah, exactly, okay, four-player okay. call. I can be on that, especially if all these characters have different abilities, much like Borderlands, and it's Rocksteady's gameplay. Okay. I'm on board with that. I'm more sold on this right now than I am Gotham Knights. I think Gotham Knights has potential to be a much darker, grittier experience. Mm-hmm. Like, I think this one will probably be the more accessible of the two games. This is going to be fun, chaotic, over the top, whereas I think Gotham Knights is going to be a much more focused, right. maybe grittier, more difficult action RPG. Mm-hmm. That's fair. And, I, again, uh, this looks great. Uh, I think, you know, Rock said he can probably nail it. Even the jokes in here were kind of funny. Like, 
Uh, you know, I know everybody's on the Suicide Squad nuts thing still right now, and that's that's fine. Which is weird. Uh, it's another, the, it's another, you know, another take. Wasn't that great? I, I feel like this is more entertaining than what I've seen in the last two movies. Absolutely. So. For sure, for sure. Um, and, you know, Gotham Knights, I think, is definitely... Gotham Knights looks like yes. what you would think expect for a Rock City game, and it's not. So it's a weird flip, I think. Um, but I'm open to either of them. I'm definitely leaning more towards this because it's going to be in the actual Rocksteady's uh, um, universe. universe of yep. Batman. So we'll, you know, the, even the Arkham signs on the back of their orange jumpsuits, the same ones they use in in uh, uh, the Batman series. So uh, the Arkham Knight series. So we'll see on either of them. I'm probably not going to be a pre-order day one. I definitely want to see some reviews and some some gameplay. I agree. I want to see a little bit more substance there before. I decided to jump down that rabbit hole for $60, and then, you know, I got back for blood on my hands. <laughs> <laughs> Do you, any chance these games hit Game Pass? I feel like I feel like these DC and Marvel, there's no way. I don't no see WB way, games, no. There's no Not way this goes to Game games. Pass. Not right away anyways. I just, I like, like, look, man, like, back for blood is one thing, but, like, a DC property or a Marvel property, especially with somebody like Warner Brothers behind it, they're not going to want to fucking sit there and... <sighs> And, and do a game pass. I mean, I get it. Injustice was that's a fighting game. This this is a much more yeah, appealing it, game to a wider audience. Injustice it, is a great fighting. And it was had also been out for a couple of years. Yeah, and just been out for a year. This is there's no if this is. I tell you what, dude. If this is on Game Pass, I will buy you a copy so you can have it when it leaves Game Pass. I I would be shocked if this is that's on fair. Game Pass's launch. I'll tell you what. I'll I'll, I'll split it with you. There you go. There you go. Okay. I'll split it so you can own it. So once it leaves Game Pass, you don't have to worry about it. Because that's how I am. Because I love you. Everything is on Game Pass. I wouldn't pass them. Uh, not everything is on Game Pass. Look, so there's a lot of games on there, but there are still publishers out there going, no, we're good. I mean, Game Pass is a great value. Don't get me wrong. I'm not, I don't want to get into the debate of like, the whole Game Pass thing. But there are reasons. There are big publishers that are like, no, we're good. Okay, Game, game Pass is, is a great value. But there is a reason. There's other AAA publishers going, mm-mm, no. Isn't Battlefield a... Uh, no, Battlefield yeah. is not a game. I mean, it's not. part of EA EA Play, but that's different. Right, right. No, I was just trying to... I was thinking out loud because I'm like, I could see that since three people... Oh, they, they, they surprised me too, Cuddles. I mean, they really do. But I mean, like, Back for Blood, that's a Game Pass game. It really is. It's a Game Pass game. But when something like DC is involved, they know they can sell a shit ton of copies with some good reviews and Rocksteady's name tied to it, mm-hmm. th- this ain't going Game Pass. Mm-hmm. There's no way. Like Man. I said, if it is, I'll buy you your copy so you can own it. How much is Game Pass? 15 bucks a month? I believe it's 15 bucks Ultimate a month. Ultimate is, yeah. Ultimate, well, yes. That's pretty much their spot. Their, their, that's what it's evolving to. If they pay enough to have it on there, that's the only way I see it on Game They'd have to. They're not going to pay that much. The, like I said, the DC and all that shit at launch, maybe somewhere down the line possibly it'll get rolled in. But at launch, no fucking way. Um, no, I, I, I'm not arguing with you either, Carlos. I, I get where you're coming from. I get where you're coming. I wouldn't pat. I, I, I just, I just don't see that happening. But if it does, like I said, I'm buying you a copy because I love you, because you're the man, the myth, the legend. But overall, tell me what stood out. I mean, out of DC fandom, out of all these trailers, which one uh, got you hyped the most? Probably the Batman. Out of all the, all of all of us. Uh, Ezra Miller. Oh, it's probably the Flash. Probably the Flash. That's tough. Um, I would. I'm gonna still. I nah, mean, thanks, A7. Appreciate that. I'm probably gonna say yeah, Flash, just strictly because of Keaton, because I'm such a super fan. Really? Yeah, because like even I, like, the well, hold up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. You don't understand how much. The Batman trailer is dope as fuck and doesn't have Ezra Miller. 
Yeah, but Michael but, Keaton does a voiceover for a movie starring a guy that you can't stand. Because Keaton's going to be in it. Because yeah, Keaton. I have been. Everybody's been wanting him to be back as Batman for a long time, and a lot of people want him back for Batman Beyond for even probably longer at this point. I'm actually shocked. This you got to understand how much I love Batman '89. You don't even understand. I really thought you would have said Mortal Kombat ahead of Flash for your most anticipated DC fandom show. And that's because Mortal Kombat's not even involved with that. And that's how negative you feel about Ezra Miller. I am shocked that Michael you just Keaton, said man. that right now. Michael Keaton's I Look, dude, I, hey, man, I love Michael Keaton. Mm-hmm. I love Michael Keaton, but I am shocked. Michael Keaton, man. Wow. It's been how many years since we've seen him suit up, for fuck's sake? That's I exciting. almost want to go back to all the previous that's episodes crazy. of Banter and Bevel where you just shit on Ezra Miller and grab all oh, those Ezra clips. Oh, Ezra Miller's in the movie? I was talking the, about Michael and Keaton. And then... I'm pretty Put sure. down how you just said the yeah. Ezra Miller-led Flash movie mm, is your highlight of fan. You all heard this shit. Yeah, I thought you were talking of the four things we're talking about. I said of the said? four shows, the four trailers we just looked yeah. at, what are you most hyped about? You picked the Ezra-led yes. Flash. So I don't know if maybe you got a lot of cum in your ears or something, but I said because Michael Keaton is back as 89 You Batman. also chose the Ezra-led Flash movie. Because Michael Keaton is in that movie back as Batman oh, after like 30 fucking years. This guy has sworn off Ezra Miller multiple times in the past. We get a dope-ass The Batman trailer. Yeah, we get a dope-ass awesome. Rocksteady trailer. And this motherfucker comes out and picks the Ezra Miller-led Flash movie as his highlight. I could literally take this bottle in front of me and slap it on your table and stab you in the neck and people wouldn't even believe That me. is just and you'd incredible. Be fucking, I'll leave here and blame I, uh, somebody I don't else. even know what to say. Like, I don't even know what to say. I'll, I I'll am just... slash all your tires. <laughs> I will burn your garage. I will steal your Black Rock Griller Griller whatever you got out there. All right. I'll take your smoker. Well, I, I have to gather I'll myself. Even, I'll even take I'm trying your, to cop. Take, this I'll is take right up lights. there with Crash saying I'm even going to take Halloween some of your collector's editions. It's not worse. I'll probably that take is worse your than PS5. Five. I'll probably even take I'm your so Series confused. X. I'll sell that for like 10 bucks and I'm go to so Tony's Mall for breakfast. This guy, I'm confused by the B&B um, community. I'll definitely take the camera. The camera's Let's coming Let's move on to our final topic before Tone just fucking falls apart. And then this bottle is going to be down your throat so fast here we go choking my dong moving on <laughs> let's talk oh god yes about chucky episode two i'm gonna tell you guys right now if you're not watching chucky on sci-fi you're doing life wrong right so do it wrong yeah so i'm gonna uh disagree with him and i'm gonna say if you're not watching this show mm-hmm. you are doing it absolutely wrong <laughs> <laughs> This show is amazing. It's very, very fucking entertaining. Uh, this is going to be one of those shows, man, where I feel like the fact that they're spreading it across 10 episodes, mm-hmm. an hour each, allows Dan- Don Mancini and company to really flesh out oh, fuck, yeah. a Chucky world, which is better than anything we've gotten up to this point on video with all the entries in the series. I mean, honestly, man, this was an amazing episode. Oh, um, nice. First of all, we got to find out, you know, we, we it alluded to us at the last episode, hey, we're going to find out a little bit about Charles Lee Ray's childhood. And we find out in the first 10 minutes that Charles Lee Ray was a fucked up little dude. Yeah, and and I think we're going to get breadcrumbs for a while, and then it's going to keep getting bigger and bigger. To build up, you know, because I feel like there's, there's, there is a, um, a method to Chucky's madness. Mm-hmm. 
there is an there is an underlining thing with Chucky that has him doing what he's doing right now because yeah, obviously Chucky kills and we get that and we get a nice kill early on. Dude, it's hilarious, man, because as I'm watching this episode for the longest time, when I would go to do the dishes, I'd open up where the silverware is and all the knives were up. I'd ask my wife, why do you do that? Do you want me to reach down and slice my fucking wrist? That's fucking wild. I knew wild. that's what it was. I knew that's what it was. But I would ask her, I was like, why do you do that? Why are your knives up? There are literally like little slivers where you can slide your knives and so your knives are down. Yeah. And then as soon as the maid opens up the dishwasher, it's like life stopped and said, holy shit. Now I know what my wife has been planning. She's waiting for that one opportunity right. for me to open it up. All the knives are up, and all she has to do is push and let gravity take care of the rest. It's really ironic that you bring that up because she actually told me last week <laughs> she was sick of you trolling me all the time Oh, about Ezra that. Miller. <laughs> so she did it on purpose. Uh, no, that, that, I, that mind blows me that it was even something that people do. Like, how do you even do you like, dude? I mean, honestly, the, when you open up the dishwasher, there's all. I mean, does that still happen? When you, or is when that you open the now? dishwasher, no, no. Now she puts it. She because like the way that the 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 silver was, there's a little top that you can close on each on each little container, and there's little holes so you can put the knives in, so everything is down when you take that thing out. What was the reason for but doing my, that? But the thing is, our dishwasher is the the silverware is in the holder is on the door. So when you open it, it's yeah, like yeah, down inside. But great. even when you take that out and you set it out, it's like, why are these knives aiming up? Dude, it's wild. And then it went, as soon as the maid opened the dishwasher and I seen the knives, I was like, oh, boy, I know where this is going. Chucky's going to make sure that she uh, this is the last time she does the dishes. And we get a cool kill early on. The maid gets pieced out. And, uh, and this episode was really good because the last episode, there was a lot of character development. And there was a lot of character development in this one. But Actually was, yeah. We got more Chucky in this mm. one. We got more Chucky-isms. We got more Chucky manipulation. We got more Chucky, just demonic Chucky. But we still got some good uh, storylines building up, which is what you can only do when you do a show on a series as opposed to a movie. Uh, the other thing I really like about it is Brad Dorf continues to fucking slay his Chucky. Mm. I love Brad Dorf. I mean, he, he just his delivery along with the puppeteers and how they make Chucky's face look. There is a scene with Chucky and one of the characters, little brothers as they're playing a video game at a party. That is absolutely hilarious. I rewound it twice in between commercial breaks. Cause I couldn't stop laughing because of the delivery, the lines, it was hysterical. It was fucking funny to watch Chucky play a video game. He's playing a video game with this little kid, and this little kid, and this game is like killing people. And the little kid's like, "Wow, you're really good at this game." And Chucky's like, "Yeah, I don't know what it is, but killing is so fun." And the little kid goes something like, "He's like, well, mommy says killing in real life is bad." To which Chucky replies, "Is well, it sounds like mommy's full of shit." And the little kid says, yeah, well, mommy also says swearing is bad. And then Chucky replies, wow, mommy's climbing up my list pretty fucking fast. <laughs> and the thing is, the way he delivers it yeah. and the way Chucky's face, like the animatronics on it, mm-hmm. it is just absolutely it's fucking great, hilarious. man. It's really this was like the best episode by far. Like it was really good, uh, you know, because like it's just 
you know, hearing Brad Dorif, he just knows how to how, how to bring this character. He's Chucky from a from a voicing perspective. Um, a couple other things from the story: Liv continues to become the show's most hated character, and maybe of all time. She is this show's Joffrey. She is a bully, and at, at one of the Halloween parties, she dresses up as Jake, who is the protagonist of our show. Uh, the owner of Chucky. She dresses up like Jake's uncle, who died in the last episode. Mm-hmm. His uncle died in the last episode, and she dressed up as his uncle and acted like she was being electrocuted. And everyone thought it was hilarious. And I can't help but wonder if Chucky saw this as an opportunity. This is part of what Chucky does. He manipulates kids. And Chucky, at the end of this episode, took this situation with Liv as he continues to try to tell Jake, look, some people just deserve to die. And he continues to use these bullying circumstances, which is a serious issue, but and, and gives it that Chucky spin. Chucky's like, look, you're being bullied. Some people just deserve to die. And it's just, yeah, it, it's really interesting how they're exploring bullying and their, the high school drama that we've seen and, like, uh, Cobra Kai too. and Jesus. all this stuff. What's that? This, this was really awkward. In the it's fucking really awkward. Thing. That was weird. Uh, but, um, you know, th- you know, with the exception of like Jake, who continues to be an interesting character, and actually, I thought Devin Sawa is much better as the uncle than he was as the dad. Yeah, you know, I, I really like him. I feel like he's a bet- he's better suited for that character. So I feel like his performance has gotten much better. Uh, Oliver is the next terrible actor in the group, the guy who hosts, which is probably even though he's a shit actor, he puts on one of the greatest Halloween parties I've ever seen for a high school kid. Damn shit. I mean, look, th- this show is really good early on, you guys. It's really funny. It's got the gore that you would hope for. I mean, I hope they ra- ramp it up a little bit more. But Chucky is still as evil and despicable, but also like that Freddy Krueger, kind of charming in a way. He, he he tries to make sense of certain things, and he, and he, and he manipulates people. But I can't help but wonder if, like, just I want to see how Jake's character grows from this. I mean, we saw at the end of the episode, Jake is starting to get fed up with the bullshit he's dealing with, and and, and Chucky has kind of gotten into his head. And I just, I think this show has been really, really good so far. And I can't help but wonder if this is because we're approaching this from a serious perspective as opposed to 90 minutes. I got to say, we all know, we all know that if you got a, a series to flesh characters out, flesh stories out the more time you have on your side the i think the better the story is going to be overall and for everything for whether it's a comedy bit for whether it's a a legitimate development of some sort or whatever it might be it's it's definitely way more important if you have that and if you've got like the original people involved and everything going on right this is potentially going to be another one of those secret sauces that cobra kai thought process where oh you know they're bringing something back and they say we're doing this again, but let's try it this route. And, and the other thing oh I like, boy. Tone, you know, we we we, lo- we talk about how much we love when movies or shows bring back characters that we know and love from the the source material. Mm-hmm. They're taking their time. Yeah. They're not rushing back Kyle. They're not rushing back Andy Barkley. They're not mm-hmm. rushing back Jennifer Tilly's character. Mm-hmm. They're building up, and that's what you get when you go ten season or ten episodes <clears> deep. <throat> you allow yourself to flesh out the character, the right. new characters. And then you kind of sprinkle in the the series staples, the people that you know, the characters that you you know you, you knew from previous entries in the movies, and you just kind of drop them in here and there. And you don't have to piece them out. You don't have to kill them. 
They can play integral parts of the story going forward. Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, man, everyone wants to see Andy back. Right. Everyone wants to see Kyle back. Everybody wants to see Jennifer Tilly back. She's a yes. huge part of the Chucky franchise. Yes. And we haven't. All we've heard is Andy on the phone, and that's it. Mm-hmm. And they're doing it the right way. They're building up this story around the town, around Jake, around what he's dealing with. So it's a really, really, really good show. Like it's been really enjoyable early on, and I'm really curious to see where they go from here. We have eight more episodes. You know, at what point do we start dropping in some of these other characters that we're familiar with? Mm-hmm. It could be really, really interesting. I'm really digging what we've seen so far. Yeah, I, I got a feeling that uh, when um, what's her Jennifer Tilly's character comes in, uh, I got a feeling that she's going to be aligned with Liz. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I think so. I think Liz is going to find this doll, and I think it's going to be a VV. Oh, versus. my. We'll see, though. Oh, we'll have to see what happens. But, uh, Tone, that is going to do it for this week's show. There was some really, really good stuff to talk about tonight. A lot of good stuff to talk about. A lot of good about. stuff to talk about. Uh, as far as next week's show, I mean, what do we uh, – did we find out is Dune out this week? I don't know. I'm going to look that up. Tone, give us a – talk about something. Talk about your life. Talk about what you're doing. This, uh, weekend. this weekend, I plan on maybe Friday night going to a haunted house. Ooh. Um, we'll see about that. Saturday night, uh, going to be hanging out uh, most of the day. Probably go to Koi's Comics. Maybe, you know, go get some lunch. Maybe get some ramen or some sushi. Uh, then I very well that evening, uh, nine o'clock, uh, the, uh, e geekly team members are having a little powwow via discord. So we're all going to get together and hang out. So really excited to connect with some of my, uh, brethren and, uh, other friends, uh, all across the world. So excited about that. Um, uh, right now I'm just picking up, uh, berserker and spawn a couple different spawn titles. Uh, I'm keeping it light once I got back into it. Just going with my favorites, which is uh, I'll mostly Spawn. Um, listen, I would love to collect more Marvel stuff, but the problem is with Marvel is the same it's always been, is that they thread so many things into it. So if you get into a major storyline, you got to pick up seven other titles, and then you're going to miss one, and it's going to be this, and it's going to be that. It's so hard sometimes to keep up with, even with single-character ones, if they've got them going on. So I just figure if I want to get back into comics, want to get back into that comic store world again, I'm just going to stay with my tried and true, my favorite of all time, which is, you know, Spawn. So, And then uh, that Berserker is uh, the one that Keanu Reeves has a hand in. It's a pretty interesting story, is actually, Dune so far. Is HBO Max? Yes. Dune comes out tomorrow. Jesus fucking Christ. I am looking at two tickets for a 6 p.m. show, or should we watch it on HBO Max? I got to think about that first. I don't know if I can tomorrow. If you can tomorrow, we, we, we at least have to watch Dune for next week. Yeah. So, so I'll, I'll whether we watch it at theaters or whether we watch it on HBO Max, we'll be watching Dune this weekend. That is a must-watch. So we'll be checking that out. Fr- uh, Cuddle says, Friday I am playing House of Ashes. Saturday, uh, Back for Blood. And Sunday, Captain Crones will be joining us for Cuddle's That's right. Wrestling. Yeah. Uh, Captain Crones. Captain Crones. And don't forget, King, something's got to happen, whether you beat him up or something. But, yeah. That should be exciting for CWF on uh, um, Sunday for sure. So, but yeah, light weekend is a plan. Got to figure this Doom thing out. Um, if you don't want to see, if we can't, I do want to see in the theaters. Oh, no, it's just we can't. We have to watch it. We have to watch it one way or another, and we yeah. will. But I just don't know if I can get to the theater because I didn't realize it was this week. Yeah, uh, I do know Saturday there is uh, there's no Michigan State game. Just saying. 
because that's safe. That's for the, the only week. reason I'm like I don't have a whole lot of plans because I work my plans around watching the state game. Right. So next weekend, on the other hand, I'll be drunk as fuck. Maybe, uh, hey man, like I said, you want to come over and get drunk? Let's uh, okay. let's watch Dune. Okay. Well, we are watching Dune this weekend, yeah. so make sure you All watch right. Dune. All whether right. you go to the theaters or you watch it on HBO Max, we'll be watching that. Um, watch Chucky episode three will be Tuesday night at 10 p.m. on Sci-Fi. No idea what else we're going to be fucking talking about next week. That's fine. We're at that point. We're at that we're point. The, we're on the cusp of a lot of things. I'm hoping. Uh, you know what? Maybe I'll try to beat Metroid this weekend so we can do a proper review. Yeah. Do a proper uh, discussion of that. We'll play. Uh, I'm going to try to play Back for Blood with Cuddles and uh, and those guys this weekend. Try to get some time in with that. But we will be back next Wednesday night. I'm going to go lock horns with Crash over Halloween. I really hope he brings some good notes. Snooze. I really hope his notes are strong. Because if he comes in with anything saying, it's time to evolve the series, I'm going to dunk on him. And I'm not going to feel bad about it. So, for Fanboy Tone, I'm the Dude 79. Thank you so much for hanging out and tuning in tonight. Appreciate we'll see you. you next Wednesday, 9 p.m. Eastern, right here on Twitch for another episode of Banter and Babble. Good night, everybody.